Welcome to a brand new episode of Trophy Husband Podcast. I am Matthew Cruz. And this is Side 2. How you feeling today? Chillin' dog, bro. Once again, back in here. Got the coffee. New creamer, by the way. Some Snicker yeah. shit. It ain't oh, bad. fancy. But I'm good. But I'm good. All right. So today we're going to talk about what and why made us join the military. Okay. How was our experience in the military? What forced us to get out? And how was the transition from military lifestyle to civilian lifestyle? Um, but first, we're going to talk about what we did this week. Like, so what's the, the weekly update with you? So for your boy, uh, still kind of just doing basic uh, editing stuff like for this, you know, like getting used to the whole up like uploading it to different things and then finally finished out the last photo shoot i did which i started posting uh chick i did with the motorcycle thing was kind of fire like i think she did really good it's her bike by the way i had a lot of people asking me like was it mine or something like that i was like nah she rode that and she took <laughs> her own pictures on that uh That's but it was cool you know cool doing that and then the kids kids been kids been cool for jeans going through like a really bad teething stage right now bro i'm talking about she is losing her mind like just just screaming dog i feel so bad so we're giving her like tea the medicine and stuff uh but other than that man maryland's chilling at school and cali's still cali's still at the crib just trying to develop but other than that man it's been been chill dog been not a bad not a bad week this week that's just that's shit i finally got the floor done Yesterday. Oh yeah. And all it. Yeah. Finally. So, yeah. Finally. I mean, I tried to do it myself. You know, a little DIY. <sighs> Didn't pan out the way I wanted to, so I had to get some help. Um, it was actually due from my uh, music appreciation class this semester. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was the oldest motherfucker in my class. That man is thirty-eight years old. Yes, that man is thirty-eight. Grown Down to earth, man. cool. Yo, he cool dude. He a cool dude. You know, we got like he was in the crib. Chopping up with him for like about four hours, helping him. She was showing me how to like do the stuff. Yeah, it was pretty dope. He's a pretty cool dude. Might have him on on a, a later later episode because he owns. He actually owns a small business, so it's like he does home improvement. And then yeah, he's black owned too, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, besides that, you know, freaking the kids got pictures next week, so I gotta get them. I gotta get their cuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah freaking, freaking. Um, Malachi came home with like a bloody shirt yesterday. And I was like, "What the hell happened there?" And then I look at his gum. He got the only bruise in his gum. Supposedly, I guess like two girls in his class were fighting over a jacket, and he got in the, like you know trying to get through. So got bring it up. He got rocked with the zipper right in his mouth. Jeez. And I was like, "Bro, what happened?" And I'm like, how your teacher did not notify us? Like, man, you go, you got, you got blood on your shirt. You think I'm not going to ask questions about that? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, come on now. Ridiculous. So we got a conference with her, I think next week or something like that. But besides that, just been schoolwork, freaking cleaning, cooking, yeah. you know, Classic. usual shit, usual Classic. shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually might something? do my laundry this weekend. I don't know. I'm feeling adventurous. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel it. Uh, I wanted to ask how to. So I know we were talking about fantasy before. Yeah. We're still doing a weekly jump. So this week took took a pretty big L. So out of the four, I took I went two and two, and then one of them though lost by. Four points because Buffalo D wanted to go off at the end of the game, bro. Like, cause, I mean, they, they, I think they put up 24 points or so, 22 points on Tennessee's head. Yeah. So, so lost about four points in that. So decided to do some crazy trades. Traded for Kelsey in one league, which I don't think I gave up too much for it. But I traded Kelsey in, in one league. And then I just did that major trade with Derrick Henry and – DJ Moore, Mike Evans to give me Tyreek and Antonio Gibson. So maybe, maybe I'll get a come up, but I don't know, Doug. Remember, I got oh, like $50, in these. So I got to try to do something. I got dubbed. I lost by 20, but I really don't give a crap because my Jets won, you know. Hey, bro, the Jets hey, won, That dog. was a great win. I don't know how y'all was, did it. That was a great fucking win. Hey, oh. 21 years. 2,993 games since a team has came back by 14 plus points with two minutes left in the game. And they just pulled it off. Pulled a rabbit out of their ass. But hey, it's a good, it was a good week for me. For that. Win, I could give two fucks about my fantasy. It was a good win, dog. Nah, I had to look forward to something because Washington got stomped out. I mean, I mean, they try they try to make it a game at the, the end. The they crazy part was like we almost made it a game. They try to make it a game at the end. I mean, like, I give it to them. Like I what mean, happened in the first half where we got shut out, and then all of a sudden we put up, I think we put up 20 something points in the third or in the fourth. Like, come on, man. Like, what did they what was that? In the first yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, that our defensive coordinator, bro, he might get fired. I ain't even gonna hold you. I think it's Jack Dorio, Dorio, whatever how you say his name. Oh, Jack Dorio. Yeah, yeah, bro, he gotta go. Like he gotta go because I don't know what's going on. I don't know how we went from number three defense in 2020 to number 15, 16 defense in 2021 to now like 28, 29. Well, yeah, I don't got Chase Young, right bro. Now. We had Chase Young most of the year last year either. I, I I got that, but I'm saying like I feel like once y'all get Chase Young on that line, oh, it's gonna bring that pressure. All right, because look what's going he on. Better. Right Jonathan he better. Al- Jonathan Allen's getting double teamed. Jonathan hey. Allen on the inside is getting double teamed. Now better. you put Chase Chase Young at the end, it takes away that double team and it, br- it brings pressure from the inside. Still, man, play calling just wasn't there. I'm My, just our play calling was not there. I'm telling you that right hey. now. Our yeah. defensive play calling was not there to try to stop same. I think it'll get better. Honestly, I think it'll get better. I'm just get excited better? because I'm just excited for the fact that like we got Joe Flacco on the center. And that man is third in passing. Bro, yards. he's elite. He is third, okay, in the league. He keep playing like that. Imagine when Zach start. Nah, Zach Wilson starting. It's already it's already uh confirmed. The minute he gets that green light, it's a wrap. Y'all so imagine what Zach Wilson, imagine what Zach Wilson finna do in this offense. I can't Y'all wait. Y'all gonna lose because Zach Wilson ass. You a hater. I'm sorry, he's not good. You're a hater. He's not good. I'm sorry. Right, we'll, talk. we'll see. We'll see later. We'll, we'll see. We will we'll see when y'all man. draft another quarterback next year. <laughs> Bro, how how this your quarterback, how many years? How many quarterbacks have you had in the in the past five years? Yeah. Shit, tough. Right, absolutely then. tough. So don't don't come at me. 
Hey, yeah, you y'all, listen, y'all, y'all drafted Chase Young knowing that y'all needed a quarterback. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I don't want to hear it, bro. What you talk? We just got Dwayne la- the year before. RP to my man's, but we just had him the year before. I don't like hear it. they weren't gonna draft another quarterback when we just drafted a quarterback at 15. I'm just saying. Happen. I'm just saying. You know, we Ohio not Arizona. State, I'm just saying. You know, Ohio State and USC quarterbacks do not make it in the NFL. The only one exception, the only one exception is Carson Palmer. I didn't want Dwayne Haskins. I wanted Brian Burns. Brian Burns went to pick right after us. Imagine that. Imagine that. If we would have took Brian Burns and then, boom, at number two, we could have grafted Herbo. Let Chase walk. Hell, we could have got Chase too. Fuck it. (laughs) Two elite edges off the, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, we got Montez Sweat too, but you talking about Brian Burns and Chase Young on the edge? Could you imagine that? Crazy mm. shit. And it wasn't like Haskins was really helping us. So, well, I mean, what, we pretty much the, the Washington Panthers at this point. So, <laughs> it is what it is. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what we do this year. I'm pretty sure we're going to draft a quarterback this year, though, for sure. I think mm. so. I think Actually, we're going to take a first-round pick. Especially if we're in the top half. If we're 15 and below, we're taking one of those quarterbacks. There's going to be one of them that is decent enough for us to take, even with Carson with contract. Well, let's just see what so. Carson does. Let's just see what Wentz does. Right? I mean, I hope he does. I mean, he's, what, fourth in yeah, yards right, right now? He's right third? behind. No, he's yeah, right, he's behind, like right, right behind, behind Flacco, Flacco, I believe. Right behind Flacco. Hey, yeah. we outside, so maybe it works. It is what it is, though. So, to our first topic, what in a while? Made your crazy ass join the military. What was the reasonings? Well, all right, all right. So it definitely started as like a child. Like I came from a military family to begin with. So great grandfather in the army, grandfather in the army, father in the army, uncles and shit in the army. And then on my mom's side, they all went in the navy. So my great grandfather was in the navy. He was at no, not great. My grandfather, was he in Pearl Harbor? One of them was at Pearl Harbor when the <laughs> oh, shit went down. One yeah. of them, as a cook, out there laying rounds down range. One of those niggas. Because you know back then, you know, all you could do is cook. So he was there. Then I got my brother who was in the Navy. Uh, I got mad cousins like in the Air Force and stuff like that. No Marine Corps shit. So <laughs> as I was going through and growing up and stuff like that, like military was just on the car. Like it was in the cards. Like it was going to happen. Like I tried to do college thing. I was, I had scholarships. I wasn't filling it. And the only thing that was really calling me was military anyway. So I remember going to actually, I give it up to the recruiter, bro. That's how I got it. That's (laughs) I got to give up to the recruiters, bro, because my recruiter top not staff Sergeant Ponce. Now I think he's master on Ponce now, but my man, so I was going into the recruiting office, right? Went to the recruiting office first day. Went over there, went straight to the back because it was the one, you know, it got all the... All, all the branches. The, yeah, yeah. So I go straight to the back to the Air Force. You know, he won't dare. So I left my number and stuff like that. And then I came back out. And then the Army one had the entire left side of the building. So their of office is huge. So I went in there, talked to this dude. He talking to me, chalked me up, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get me to join for, for, uh, for a Dodge Charger and stuff like that. Trying to get me in here. And do all that stuff. And I was just like, all right, you know, I was down. I was in there. Like, I was all about it. 
and mm. uh walk right past the navy because i couldn't swim we'll get back to that later <laughs> but uh <laughs> right past the navy you know what i'm saying and my brother was in the navy so i wasn't really trying to do that anyway so yeah. uh, i talked to the recruiter he's like yeah man we're gonna make it work blah 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 so i walk out but as i walked out marine corps recruiter posted up outside smoking and stuff just kicking it bro he was posted he's like hey what's up man what you what you what you into I was like, oh, I was just talking to army recruiter. He's like, oh, what they tell you in there? And I told him he was just like, all right, well, you know, if you change your mind, we right across the hallway. And I was like, all right, I appreciate that. He's like, all right, come back, talk to the army recruiter again, come back outside, Marine Corps recruiter outside smoking. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? What you what you into? This Hispanic dude, I never forget him too because he looked like Bruno Mars. He looked he looked like Bruno Mars, bro. <laughs> Bruno Mars had a bus cut. That was my recruiter. So he light skinned dude. Hey man, what's up? What's good with you? Like he's uh from New York. So he's like, keep trying to get me. And I was like, nah, man, you know, I'm doing this army thing. Bro, I was talking to the army for five months and didn't even take the ass back with him. They were just trailing me along forever. And, you know, they didn't even give me a chance to look at my ASVAB score to see, you know, if I was good or anything like that. Yeah, see you qualified. Yeah. So months, bro. Every time I walk out of the office, Marine Corps recruiter. Hey, what's good with you, bro? Like, hit me with it. The same fucking line. Then one day, uh, I got pretty pissed off with the Army guy. And I was walking out. And my the Marine Corps recruiter was in the office with one of the dudes I was in ROTC with. Uh, he already joined. He was already signed up, Marine Corps shit. They were playing Call of Duty. Playing Call of Duty zombies in there, in the office, hanging out. I walk by. My boy sees me. Uh, Mikey. He sees me. He's like, what's up, man? I was like, oh, shoot. What's up, man? What's going on? And then he turned uh, the recruiter playing Call of Duty. Turn around. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? And, and like hype as hell. And I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. He was like, hey, man, they let you take the ad lab yet? And I was like, nah, like I haven't taken it yet. He was like, how long you been going in there? And I told him he was like, nah, fuck all that. You ready for it? And I was just like, at this time, I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I wasn't even studying for it. I was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. And he was like, hey, nah, man, you good. We, we take the practice, practice one right now. I took the practice ASVAB right then. Scored like an 85 or something like that. Dude was like, nah, 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 nah. Listen, I can get you in signed up by next week. And I was like, oh, say less. You say. <laughs> I was like, next week I can be depth in? And he was like, next week I got you, bro. This is a Thursday. Mind you, I ain't talked to my parents yet. Have you mentioned this yet? Yeah. But I was 18 already, so I didn't really have to yet. They all yeah. they knew was the army thing. So next week, I do the real ASVAB. I scored, I think I scored like an 82 on that one. Came back next week, went to Mets on that Tuesday, depth in, came back to my parents. Already signed mm-hmm. up. I'm already in here. Well, and just uh, hold on. my parents not cut, were not, not to cut you off. Not yeah. to cut you off. Um, oh, yeah. Just let just let people know the ASVAB is similar oh, to yeah. the SATs, and the score is from zero to ninety nine. Yeah. So your your boy scored really high on that test. Like what? I think at the time it was like a minimum. Got to have like a thirty two Marine Corps back then. It was 32. pretty low. No, it was thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirty two. Oh yeah, Army was low. Army was low. Yeah, Army, was low. Army has a very low one. But thirty two yeah. is like minimum for us. Yeah, and the bare minimum. Uh, the higher you get, the better the better, jobs. The better jobs and stuff like that. Right. Like but, my brother scored a ninety eight, by the way. God damn, he was a nuclear engineer, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so blah blah blah. 
So he got me in there, man. And I honestly just didn't expect it to go down like that, bro. Like, I had no intentions. Mind you, this was a week in, and I already depth in. I didn't know Marine swim. I didn't even know what Marine meant. I didn't know anything <laughs> at this point. I just signed up. I was ready to go. <laughs> and, you know, I saw the uniform. You know, always look at the uniform. And I was just sold off that alone. Like, I was sold off him, everyone else I talked to, in that uniform. I was sold. So I was learning about all this, the military, or the Marine Corps, after the fact. So, and by that point, you know, back then, you didn't even know that you could back out of the debt program, which you can, but I didn't know that at the time. I was, you know, you thought you just locked into this. You know what I'm saying? You could back out all the way to the day you leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the day you get on the bus to head to Paris Island, you good. You you could just back out. But I didn't know that at the time, so I was just like, you know, learning about it and shit, and learning about it, and remember, like you said, like I said, I ain't, I ain't know how to swim, and I didn't know marine meant marine. You know what I'm saying? Now, you, now I'm like, oh yeah, marine, marine life, water. I ain't know that. I ain't know that. I didn't know you can go on ship. I didn't know anything about that shit. All I knew was what you see on the news. Marines out there in Afghanistan laying rounds down range. That's all I knew. So, when I left, and I went down to boot camp. I had my recruiter here in the car. We riding. He'd turn around. Look at me. Hey, yo, bro. Can you swim? Oh, <laughs> I'm in the back seat. I got my backpack. I'm ready to go. I was like, no. nah. My recruiter. All right. Looking back on it now, I can, I know what the look was. Was this look of fear that came across his face. Because he looking in front. I'm behind him. I see him in the rear view. This he thinks about it for like two seconds. He's like, don't even trip, dog. They're going to teach you there. Don't even trip, bro. <laughs> I was like, because, you know, because his thing is I could get out of that car right now. I'm not at MEPS yet. I could just back yeah. out. So he was like, don't even trip, bro. They teach you there. They got good guys to teach you how to swim. You good. And he got me. He got <laughs> me, dog. I mean, I passed, obviously, you know, all that other shit. But Brandon, yeah. the, hey, how I did it. That recruiter was fucking good. I'm talking about my recruiter was top tier, man. Like, and I think the best thing he could possibly do was not tell me anything. I was like so naive and so just down with whatever. That's kind of my mentality. I'm kind of like, once you get with me and we hanging out and stuff like that, you tell me, hey, we about to go do this. I'm down. I'm down for whatever. And he knew that. So his best thing was like, I'm not about to tell him shit. I'm about to just run him, make sure he could pass the initial, and hopefully he make it. And my recruiter told me that exact thing when I got back. That's literally what he said. He was like, I ain't want to tell you because I felt like if I told you all this shit, you would back out. And he told me that. And he was he was he wasn't wrong. I probably would have backed out. Yeah. But he he was good, man. Like my recruiter was great. I mean, probably not in the goodest sense to like tell me everything like you know the bullshit and things that could happen at boot camp or you know the swimming or uh you know even shooting or anything like that like i mean i mean anything like that you know uh he didn't tell me anything i mean i ain't know about the crucible until about two weeks before i left i ain't know none of that shit and i just went in there dog cft i don't know what the fuck you talking about 
I don't know what you talking about. I just showed up to boot camp ready to run, dog. And that was probably the best thing that could happen to me, dog. I got lucky and made it through. My recruiter, top tier dude, bro. That's how. That's how I got it. Oh, shit. Well, but for me, it was just weird as hell because you know, in high school, I was that kid that made fun of the ROTC kids. Like, oh, look at these, look at these bums. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, bro. just talking real reckless. But then, um. Four years of in high school, I was a band geek. But the what is it? The the picture, I guess you want to say, or like mm-hmm. the stereotype of a band geek, it wasn't similar to how it was in my high school because my high school was predominantly Hispanic. Yeah. So you already know if you're in the band, you're probably playing some music, like some some Spanish shit. Yeah. So we all had like we brought our own type of Caribbean or our different types of music into the band. So senior year, I still didn't know what the hell I was going to do because, you know, my dumb ass was over here trying to chase tail Surely. and fucking up in class. So my grades weren't that good to get a scholarship, didn't have the money to go to go to school. So I'm like, well, I might as well just do the community college, uh, ride it out for two years and then transfer. That, that was my plan. So... The Marine recruiter comes to my band class, my senior year, which is like a skate class at that point. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. And he over here with the presentation of the Marine Corps band. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was in the drum line. So, you know, snare drum on some Nick Cannon shit. So, you know, and I was like, oh, damn, that looked cool. You know, like, shit, I, get, cool. get pay, I get paid to bang the drum? Shit. I was contemplating that. I was like, you know what? Okay. And then I talked to him about it, and I was like, yeah, I think I want to do it, but you're going to have to persuade my parents. Because, <laughs> like I said, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, they real, oh, yeah, especially, yeah, especially yeah. my mother. My mother real protective <laughs> at that time, real fucking protective. So I was like, yeah, you're going to have to come through to the crib and talk to them. And they were like, and he was like, all right, yeah, just say one. I was like, okay. So I think the very next week, he comes to the house. Like, I, I bring it up to my parents. They're like... Marine Corps, military. Fuck this coming from? Because it came out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I was, mind and you. are the oldest, too. So this yeah, is and I'm the oldest. And, the and there's no yeah. type of military. Like, uh. there's no no military in my like in my family. Uh, there's no type of people going in before me or anything. I was the first one yeah. in my family to actually join the military. So they're like, like off rip. They were like, fuck no. No, it's not <laughs> happening. I was like, well, I'm 18, so... Either you talk to him, get the information, or you just, I'm just going to do whatever. I'm just going to do what I want anyways, because I'm, I'm 18. I can sign my shit myself. I don't care. So they sat down, they talked to him. You know, they, that's one thing I could, tell, I could say about my parents, because a lot of parents, they're real quick to be like, no, no. Oh, just cut it Clo- off. Yeah. Yeah, cut it yeah. off, close minded. You know, that's yeah. one thing I could, tell, I could, you know, I give them credit for. At first, they were like, no, nah, not happening. But the minute they got the information, they were like, Looks like, a, like, you know, looks like the real deal. So he gave me the practice test in my house that same day, scored like a 50. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow and you will take the test. Mind you, I'm going to fucking spring break. Oh, man, waste your time. <laughs> yeah, I'm on spring break. Motherfucker didn't give me no time to study at all. You know, and I'm like, damn. So I scored a 45 on my ASVAB. 
and I had no driver's license because at the you know oh so you couldn't do any of that yeah so I live in New Jersey I have a driver's license either I have one either yeah but so I was like all right fine Depp in everything is all all you know all good and stuff you know I'm over here with my pulley shirt you know hooking and jiving and freaking next thing you know for like three months I don't hear from him my recruiter I don't hear from him at all it's just radio silent I'm like what the hell is going on. Next thing you know, I'm at work and get a phone call. Hey, what's going on, Sergeant Tapia? I'm your new recruiter. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I hung up on his ass. He said, new yeah. recruiter? Yes, new recruiter. Oh, shit. So my recruiter, my recruiter actually finished his freaking his his tour on and recruiting. Bopped out. And bopped out, went back to the fleet, and didn't say shit. Yes. So I was like, yo, you know what? Fuck this. So I was depped in, like yeah, in, they in April. No, yeah. So I was in in April of 2012. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So and then I graduated and all that. So at, after I graduated, I didn't hear from them for months. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. At that time, I was working three jobs at uh, Jersey Gardens in Elizabeth. Three jobs, opening to fucking closing. Hollister, finish line, Nautica. Oh, I didn't work at Nautica at the time? Okay, bet. I'm down down in the freaking first floor fixing up cell phones, putting screens on shit, right? Like, my family did not see me for, like, six days out the week. Because I tell you, I had to take the bus. So I wouldn't get home until, like, midnight. Yeah. So I would literally get up at, like, 8 o'clock, 8.30, take the bus to be there at, like, 9. And then I was there from 9 to 11 at night. So I lived off of uh, Mrs. Fields and Auntie <laughs> Ann Pretzels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, once I got that phone call from Sergeant Tapia, he started like blowing me up. So I'm blowing my mind. Fuck yeah. You, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on that. Fuck you. I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. All right. Next thing you know, school starts. I'm already graduated. But Marcus, my brother, he's, a, I think, a junior at the time. So he's going to the high school and he's finding my brother. He's like, yo, where's your brother at? No. Yeah. He's like, where's your <laughs> oh, brother? Oh, yeah, because he got your information. So he's like, yeah. I know your brother. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, where's your brother? And he's, and, you know, of course, my brother, of course, snitched that he is. He's like, oh, he's in the house. Man, you a fucking asshole. So next thing you know, he starts knocking, yeah. like, coming to coming my to house. Your door. I'm like, I ain't answering that shit. You can ring the, bo- the door all you want. I ain't, I ain't coming to the, to, the, to the front. Fuck you. Next thing you know, my mom was like, yo, what are you fucking doing? What are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. do this or you're not? Because you signed up for this shit. You said that you were going to do it. So you got to fucking do it. Because that's one thing that I give them credit. Like, you know, another thing. They were real big on that. Like, yo, if you say you're going to do something. Yeah, if you can say you're going to do something, you got to do it. Yeah. So they, she dead ass dragged my ass to the fucking office. And was like, yo, what the fuck? Was like, yo, how how is the miscommunication? And then, of course, the station commander at the time, the person in charge, was like, oh, I saw our apologies. I'm like, I don't hear that shit. Like, that's one thing that they could not do to. Like, a lot of recruiters do. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them do is what they do is they bullshit families. That's one thing you can't do to us. You can't yeah. bullshit us. Right. I'm sorry. You can't do it. So, next thing you know, I'm at a PT session one day in February. And he's like, hey, Cruz. You're shipping the boot camp next week. I was like, mind you, my ship day was in April. Yeah. And this is February 2013. And I was like, uh, 
<laughs> no, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> so uh, just like I don't that. Know what you talking about. I told him just like that. I'm like, no, the fuck, I'm not. I'm not leaving next week. I'm leaving in April. He's like, nah, we need you to leave next week. I'm like, oh, yeah? Yeah, you might want to take my ass home and sell that to my parents because <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to be the one to tell them this shit. And then they told my mom, and she was like, no, the fuck, he's not. Bye. <laughs> shit. So the, next, so the next thing you know, they freaking, they have my parents, like, you know, my dad ends up going to the office because they were, like, forcing, like, trying to force me to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And not, my parent, my my dad was like, no, it's not happening. You said he's leaving on April. He's going to fucking leave in April. So they gave me the choice. It was either you could leave in February or you could leave in April. I mean, you leave in February, you're back about, like, May. So Yeah. So I was like, but at the time, I wasn't really getting hours from any of my three jobs. You know what I'm oh, saying? Shit. And I wasn't really doing shit. So and on top of that, I was tired of working, and I just wanted—I didn't need to get the fuck up out of Jersey. I was like, yeah, "Fuck this! Yeah. I need to get the fuck out." So I was like, "You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll freaking—I'll leave in, in February." Plus, on top of that, I, the, the reason why I wanted to join—I was—the thing I didn't even get to do. So I—I I didn't yeah. even get. Yeah, I didn't even get an audition. All, yeah, that band shit never came back. No, I—I I didn't even get an audition with the the, the band director because what happened was the station commander for Jersey City. He fucking called him and was like, oh, yeah, we'll do a phone interview. I was like, okay. He's like, oh, can you play on a G clef? And I'm like, hold on. Snare drum, that's, there's no pitch on a snare drum. It's only neutral cleft. So I'm like, how am I supposed to play on a G clef or a treble clef? There's no pitch, low, low or high. It's a snare drum. It's all one pitch. It doesn't go up or down. It just stays the same. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you do. You're the, you can't, you're not qualified enough to to be in the band. I was like, wow, okay. That's I mean, uh, did he want you to play drums or did they want you? But to that's play right. I would, that was, yeah, but that's the thing. Okay. He didn't, they didn't specify. So they probably just wanted you to come in and play any drum. But that's the thing. Of... But that's the thing, though, is like if you being in, you seen the fucking yeah, no, Marine no, Corps yeah, band. Seen it. Where I've do you see it. a drum set? Where, where do you see a drum set? They, it's literally. They, it's I mean, marching they do, band. They don't have. That's not the main yes, thing. They have exactly. They have marching bands and shit like that. So yeah, and that's nah, what that's, I and that's what I told him I was doing. Was I wanted to shit. do. That's what that yeah. was. Those are some whole shit to get you in. That's yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was like, all right, man, whatever. So, but I still left in February. Yeah, it was. I mean, you gotta take it, man. Like at a certain point, you gotta do what you gotta do because I depped in in 2010. And I didn't go until 2011, but I was trying to wait for an MP contract. So that was what my dad thing was. He was like, he was all afraid of the whole Marine Corps stigma to where you go and join. You don't have a future once you get out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing a grunt thing. And I'm a, I'm telling you straight up right now, bro. There was no way in hell I'll sign a grunt contract. I'll tell you that oh, right yeah. now. No, I, I wasn't was doing infantry. That wasn't me. Listen, not me neither. Like, I understand we got to fight, and, yeah. you know, I will shoot if I need to, but I did not sign up to be a grunt, and that's not what yeah, I wanted. that's one thing I told him, like, listen, you're not, like, literally, I sat down with my recruiter, I'm like, I'm not doing that for you. Better, better get that shit out of your vocabulary, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so we, so, I was trying to sign up for an MP contract, so I waited, I waited a long time for that MP contract, and I was working, doing the exact same thing you were, and every once in a while, my recruiter would hit me up, he's like, hey, man, I got this other contract, open up, you trying to get down on that. It was like, you know, supply or, or, yeah, he had me on like some engineering thing and then ammo tech came up and then it was like a bunch of random shit. 
And every time I was like, nah, I'm not really, I'm going to keep waiting because that's what my dad told me to do. And then come around February, funny, all this is happening around February too. Around February, my recruiter's like, hey, listen, bro, I can get you in to go March 7th if you sign up for this logistics contract. And I was like, the fuck is logistics? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> my recruiter looked at me dead in my eye and said, shit, I don't know. Shit could be anything. Like, you could be working behind a desk outside. I don't know. Like, logistics, you're moving stuff. That's all I know. And that's recruiter was, it's a, it was a pretty, it's not an open contract, but for all my logistics dudes, you know, it's a logistics option contract. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, Max. Max signed up yep, for Max signed the same thing. He signed the same. Myra signed the same thing. Yep. It is. You could be Amo Tech, my job, O four eighty one embarkation specialist, uh, uh, maintenance management specialist, uh, a bunch of shit. It's all that O four shit, X uh, four yeah. shit, all that. Yeah. You could be a fucking uh, what's to call it too? Uh, gas guys, uh, Seaburn dude. So yeah. he was like, I don't know, but you could be any of this, and he was just like, just. I can get you out of here right, right now if you just take it. And I was like, same thing, man. I was just like, man, I'm tired of working at fucking shoe show and Foot Locker. I'm fucking tired. And, you know, I was I was at the I wasn't getting any faster. So I was just like, man, fuck it. We about to we about to run it. So yeah. I went I went March 7th down to Paris Island, which I ain't even gonna hold you. I went at the best time of my life because I'm telling you right now, if I would have went in November, I wouldn't have made it. Like I, I couldn't it? function in the cold. You know what I mean? Like it's too fucking cold, bro. Like I couldn't function. I would have been cut it. This ain't for me. I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> so, because I went in March, so it's still kind of cold in the mornings. You know, because you're getting that that sea. That yeah, ocean. I went in February. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so a little brisk, you know, say a little yeah, brisk. But then it, it heat up, man. It heat up. It heat I up. remember what the first day we got like a black flag. Black flag was like I think it's like ninety and above or some shit. The first day, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, the first 95. day we got it, range. First day, ever. Damn. Like we got it. It was hot as hell, and we was on the range, sweating and shit. And but you know I went through I went through boot camp and all the other shit like that. But I just had to take the contract, man. Like I I wasn't waiting to think about that. 2010, 2010, I could have joined if I would have had that logistics contract. Imagine if I would have joined 2010. I've been a master right now. If sure. I would have joined in 2010, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. I got, I got, yeah. I got masters that I used to work with that joined in 2010, and I was a staff sergeant, and I was joined 2011. So <laughs> that lets you know like, I mean, how quickly I could have moved up the chain if I would join early. But you know what though, like. When we, when, you know, we get further into this, like we joined. There's a reason why we joined when we did join. So, yeah, true. But like, I, I, like it's just crazy because it's like it just all came quick, fast, and fucking hurry, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, and then on top of that, it's like every time something major, like when it came to the Marine Corps, like a like an event with me, it rained. It like went. it rained. <laughs> Like, and that was like a bad sign. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and it wasn't like no, like no drizzle, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was nah, like, torrential it was like downpour. The, it was like that ominous, like, fucking, like, movie scene, like some bad shit finna oh, happen. The crucible, and, how you headed to the crucible? Yeah, bro. Every, 
Yo, I went like when I went to boot camp, the day I went to boot camp, it was crazy because you know how usually when you go to boot camp, you go to the hotel that Sunday and then you go to MEPS on Monday and then you ship mm. out. Right? Yeah, I went to a hotel then. Yeah. yeah so uh, fucking the recruiter was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna take him on Sunday, he's gonna be in the hotel and then well, um he'll go on Monday. Straight up. My mom didn't even let him finish his sentence. He's like, No the fuck he's not. No, he's not. You're going to pick his ass up on Monday, on Monday <laughs> because you, you want to send him early and we need, we, we want our time with him. Damn. Yeah. Like, yo, my mom, straight up, OG, triple OG. Oh, she that ass son that dude, bro. Like, it's like not happening. I was like, all right, whatever. Caught your ass slipping. Thought, yeah. thought, thought you about to be at a hotel. Yeah. I think not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like before I left out, because I, I uh, Meps was a lot looser back then than what it is now. Mm. So it's like they were able to see me like swear in and then have me oh, like yeah, on the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. They oh, they went to yeah. My my parents did all that shit. That was one thing. Like they were mass supportive when it came to that. Like nah, my parents didn't do that shit. They weren't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I raised my hand by my goddamn self. <laughs> nah, yeah, I still like, I still have pictures and shit like that, and it's That's crazy. That's cute. Yeah, Stand whatever. next to the Marine Corps emblem and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think it was the flags. Yeah, I know what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that shit cute as fuck. Because they separate yeah. the flags and then each yeah, mm-hmm. goes to the flag. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I had one with yeah, my dad. Yeah. But yeah. But that's crazy. It's crazy too because it's like, because of the military, that was the first time I got on a plane going up because <laughs> from New York. Oh, you flew. I flew. I was in I was in Jersey. Yeah. So oh, now we took a bus. Well, you was closer. DC? Shit. <laughs> closer than about- fucking... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but yeah, I was shook on that plane, bro. Because that was the first time I was on the plane. I was by myself, and I, I was like, oh, "What the? F- I was nervous as a bitch." No, I was like, "What the, the fuck?" But yeah, it was. it was like it was like fifteen of us were rolling on that bus down there to Paris Island. Yeah, some but... of the people I'm still cool with too. Never forget them, homies. Yeah, still cool with on that on that bus. We, I'm, I'm still cool with things I met on that bus. Uh, now yeah. we took a bus, man, and. Well, I told I told you like for me, man, our shit my shit was it was was pretty bad because when I joined, told you I was when I signed up, I was 115 pounds soaking wet. Like I was teeny. But you had to be at least 119 to go. To go to boot camp. You had to be. No, 120. I think it was 120. But you had to be like at that weight. So my recruiter was trying to fatten me up and shit. So we were just going out to eat all the time. He was paying for it. Like all you can eat buffets and shit, just feeding a nigga. And then that last night, right before when we went to Meps, you know, that Sunday or whatever, you know, they wait to send you do that physical shit. He fed me all this food and was like, don't use the bathroom. Don't even pee. Just hold it. Hold it. Whole time. And I went in there and I probably I think I weighed like maybe a little bit off where I needed to be. And the Mets guy was just like, all right, and just let it ride. Cause I had a waiver to get in because of my weight. So I went in and did all that shit. Finally used the bathroom after the fact and shit. Finally, after holding that shit in for hours because my mm. recruiter is trying to make me make weight so I can be able to go. I mean, it's it's pretty insane to think about like the amount of shit my recruiter went through. That bus ride for me, though, man, that shit was tough. Dog. I think we left. We left like during the day. So but yeah, no we phone got either. to Paris Island. No, no, no. no we phone. stopped. No we, phone. You didn't have no phone. Oh, no phone. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. So you know these motherfuckers get their phone now? Huh? Yeah, no. You know yeah, no. We didn't Bullshit. have a phone. So 
we went down to Paris Island on that bus. It was 19 of us. And we stopped to get something to eat. And then we kept going. We rolled through. We got, we probably got to Paris Island at 2, 2 in the morning. Remember, yeah. it's just us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You see the videos of like people getting over at Paris Island shit. It's like eight, 80 motherfuckers standing on the yellow footprints and shit. It's a big group of people. And then all the recruiters come out and all that bullshit. Or the drill shirts come out and all that bullshit. Nah, bro. We went through that shit two o'clock. I never forget when we pulled up to the gate. Never forget when we pulled up to the gate. I was probably like mid of the bus, like middle of the bus and shit. And I was sitting on the side where the gate, the gate guards were. So I remember pulling up. The bus driver is like, hey, I'm telling y'all this right now. Put your head down. And he was like, he was like, I'm trying to help you because when I get through this gate, somebody gonna come on here, put your head down. And you know, we're like, what? My recruiter ain't tell me none of this. Why did I put my head down? That's weird. <laughs> Man, we get to that freaking gate. That drill instructor pops on that bus. I'm talking about, bro, was it rainy? I think it was foggy for me when I came on to Paris Island. So it was ominous. You know, I got the fog coming in. Yeah. Shit. And as we coming through, I could see the dude just standing there. Just... Like, he at the gate, bro. Imagine, think about, like, for people in the military. Imagine you pull up to the gate and it's a dude just, just right there. <laughs> He gets on that bus, look like uh, what NBA young boy and shit. Come on there, start yelling at us and shit, make us all put our head down and shit. And he's pacing up and down as we drop through the the, the base. And and when you think about it now, you know I was up, so I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, nigga, how many turns did we make to get to where we needed to be? They took you the scenic route through Paris Island because I remember when I got off that base. It, yeah, was it was a straight one shot. shot. Yeah, it was a one shot. Yeah. We went. They, yeah. they, they, they said take the scenic route. Down. So you didn't know where you were. You know, they want to make you discompopulate. You don't know where you were at and shit like that. Exactly. And man, when we got off that shit, man, with only like a couple of us there, there was still like six, seven drill instructors there. Just, just fucking us up from the moment we got off that bus. And I'm talking about our shit. I'm talking about we went to supply with just 15 of us. All that shit with just 15. Shit, I remember, like, by the time we got back to the spot to be like, you know, we're done. You know what I'm saying? They put you in the room and you wait to get put in your platoon and shit. By the time we got done with that, it was daytime. So we just kept going. Like, I I probably went fucking like 30-something hours. No sleep. We just up. <laughs> just getting yelled at. Doing paperwork yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh my god, man. That shit sucked. That shit sucked. That beginning like time at Paris Island sucked, but it got better over time. It got better over time. So, so what what was bugged out with me, because I, I know in maps, right, you have to do the crunches and you have to do the pull-ups. Right? The minimum pull-ups was three. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. I was only doing two. Oh damn, you was one of yeah. those. Yeah. Tragic. But I could crunch like a like a he motherfucker. Said, I'm about to yeah, I, I'll crunch shit. like a motherfucker. All right. But pull-ups couldn't do it. So I only do it two. And they were like, go ahead. Yeah, we, they we, they we, usually we, let it ride. Yeah, they, they let it ride. They, they let it ride. They let me ride for two. And I was like, all right, bet. So they just get you at the initial anyway. Yeah. So freaking and I did two at my initial one too. The IST I did two. And they, they still, still let it ride. They still let it ride, yeah. So, it's not to that first PFT, I think. Yeah, it's the initial PFT where you have to do. I did five at that one. Yeah. So, but what's bugged out is that 
that like the first month of me being in boot camp, like when we, you know, when you, cause you in the first week, you're like in receiving first few days. And then that black Friday, that first Friday you pick, you get, you know, you pick up and you get your drill instructors and shit like that. And all hell breaks loose. Right. So I got a child. I got a child at the door. Okay. I don't know why I got a child at the door. What's up? What? Hey, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is Virginia, by the way. What's up? No, 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 no. Hey, go out there and go see mommy, okay? Okay. Okay. Stay by the mat. Bye-bye. All right. I'll see you later, okay? Go, 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 go. Love you. Love you. All right. <laughs> you ain't gonna get it back. In a mission break, but go ahead. Yeah. No, but yeah, so like the first two days, my drill instructor, like the because you have three, usually you have your senior who basically plays mommy and daddy, your heavy who basically teaches you how to drill and gives you the knowledge. And, and then you have a kill hat. I don't know if they changed the terminologies now, but back in the day when we went when when we, we were in it was a kill hat and his sole purpose was to fuck you up for three months. That's okay. His only goal that, in life. That was his only goal was to break you down to see if you would quit. It's just a built character. Honestly, that motherfucker knew my name. Like, like government shit and knew my mother. He like literally was like, oh yeah, I know your mother. Yeah. I know your mother, Carmen Cruz. I was like, like, I didn't in show your fucking soul, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like I didn't show, I didn't show, like, you know, I was shook. But I'm like, in my, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how the hell, right? So literally, like, the first, I'll say, like, five, seven weeks, five to seven weeks, fucking me up, like, straight, and it was just me. Like his sole mission was to just to fuck me up, and I'm like, yo, what the hell did I do? I'm like. I wasn't the the weak one, the weak link in the in the in the freaking platoon. Yeah. You know, I knew my shit. I, I knew my general orders. Like I knew my knowledge. I knew how to drill. You know, for the most what, part, what, what the like because you know you learn how to drill while you're while you're in boot camp. And I wasn't like one of those motherfuckers that didn't know how to do it. You know, so but it didn't matter. Oh, we getting we getting fucking intensive training. We getting it. Get your ass on the court deck. Come on, Cruz. I was like, get up. Hell, getting that sandpit cruise. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck am I like?" Yeah. So I'm over here in my like in my bed, contemplating life. It was to the point that this motherfucker IT'd me in sense of training in the dark, and that was not allowed. No go. <laughs> he's like, he's like, shut the fuck up. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then of course, just my fucking luck, I get all four wisdom teeth taken out in boot camp. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was one of those too. Yeah, that sucks, man. yeah, bullshit, motherfucker. And then mind you, because when you get wisdom taken out in boot camp, you're not supposed to be screaming. They tell you shut the fuck up. You're on light duty. You can't do shit. Nope. He had me screaming all this on the third. I had fuck. to go back to dental because I had dry sockets, which prolonged my shit. No, like my like boot camp nice. for me sucked because like the first month, I end up falling off the ops course, landed on my back. Right. I'm losing weight. I'm coughing up. And I think it's just because, you know, the environment like that. Come to find out, got walking pneumonia. Yeah. To the point. 
it was so bad that I had so much fluid in my lungs. And then we're going to swim week. And they're like, hey, um, we don't recommend you getting in that pool. I was like, okay, so if I don't get in that pool, what happens? They're like, yeah, we're going to have to drop you. And you're going to just probably go to another platoon afterwards. So, But you're going to stay on the same training date. It's just so that way you can get better. So I was like, hold up. So what are my options, really? He's like, okay, you can either go in the pool, do a swim call, and there might be a chance, you know, you might end up harming yourself because you have so much liquid in your lungs. The pool water is not going to, you know, it's not going to benefit your health at this point. So he's pretty much basically saying, you can die, motherfucker. Or you could just, you know, say, I tap out, drop, and then you go to another platoon, but you would have, you'll graduate another day, like a later day. So I was like, my, grad- my, my day says May 9th. I'm leaving May 9th. I plan fuck on walking the fuck say. up out of here. Yeah, fuck what you got to say. I'm not doing I'm not staying any longer. So I got in that pool. I literally lost so much weight. They couldn't take blood for me. And they <laughs> needed my blood. They were like, yo, you're iron solo. I weighed, oh 160, weighed 160 pounds going in. Came out that bitch weighing 115. Yeah, because the walking pneumonia. My man was dying. Yeah, I, it was bad. They had to put me on double rations because my yeah. kill had, like, he was just singling me out. Every time I sit down to eat, you're done. I didn't even get to eat. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he hated everything about you, bro. I was like, all right, man, whatever. Come to find out, you know, I was like, yo, because what was crazy is that the shit that was going down in boot camp, like the, the screaming, the yelling, all the shit throwing out, best in that third, blase, blase didn't phase me i was like this is just a regular motherfucking weekend for me in my house <laughs> like like oh it's not because because yeah i was really used to it because yo my mom would literally go into my room because of course i have marcus in my room and that motherfucker really didn't want to clean the room like that she would literally go in my room and empty out every fucking thing she would tornado my room like a tornado hit my room. My man said, I'm used to this. No yeah, I'm like, oh, it's a regular, this regular Tuesday for me and my crib. Like, the fuck? And it's bugged up because it's like, oh, motherfuckers didn't know how to iron. They didn't know how to yeah. do laundry. Already knew how to do all that. You know, shout out to moms and shit and, and pops. So I was like, already cussing to Like, they couldn't break me. And that's the whole thing. They try to break me. I'm like, yeah, Come you're not going to break, break me. Can't, break can't do me, it. Did I hate life? Fuck yes. I hated life. But they didn't break me. And I ended up getting, I'm going through it. But on family day, because, you know, went through all of that Thursday, Thursday before you graduate, family day, that's when you get all your family and stuff. They come and see you after three months. I'm over here telling my dad what happened. But I didn't tell anybody because I'm over here getting my see, ass whooped. I'm getting punched and shit. Like, because my dad's like, like, because I'm like, no, I need to get the fuck out of here. I want to go. <laughs> he said, dog, this is it. I got to go. Like, I want to go. And then he's like, oh, what happened? Like, because he was like, he could tell something was going on. And I was like, look, this is what's been going down. And then he's like, oh, for real? Yeah, you should you should, tell, you should ask your mother why. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking about? And then he was like, oh, yeah, all the shit that happened to you in boot camp? Yeah, that's your mom. So I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, go talk to your mom, bro. I was like, all right. So I go talk to her. Come to find out, because my mom works at Home Depot. She's been at Home Depot for, for, yeah, yeah. for years. And, you know, Home Depot, 
you know, they are real big on hiring veterans. Yeah. Come to find out, her coworker was a Marine veteran that had a boy that was on Paris Island as a drill instructor who happened to be my fucking kill hat. And of course, you know, again, like I said, my mom was really overprotective with us and I'm the oldest. So she's going into work, bawling her eyes out, crying, worrying about me, all this and the third. Dude says, oh, don't worry, your son's going to be taken care of. Oh, yeah, I got taken care of real fucking good. Yeah. So all this shit that popped off that didn't oh, have to happen shit. was because of my mom's. God what? damn. Get yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, dog, it's like, it's always like some crazy shit, Bukan. I don't know what it is about the DIs and shit. Got to get one of my boys on here one of these days to so DI, bro. Because... Like I'll I'll do my I'll do my I'll do my random fucking boot camp story and then how I graduated and then we'll move on to the next thing. But we so my random story was my not kill, not kill, the drill one, the the knowledge hat. Knowledge hat. Uh knowledge hat. Second dude, second dude. Uh he fucking hated everything about me, but when I figured it out, I figured it out a little later because he was black and he was salty. So he was a sergeant, three hash marks. If you don't know, that means that motherfucker been in for 12 years. He's My senior was barely in over five. So I don't know what happened with him and why he kept getting in trouble and shit like that, or why he stayed a sergeant for so long, but it is what it is. But he was highly decorated, been in for a very long time, just a war hero type of dude. You know what I'm saying? He, he was in in 2001 as a sergeant. Right. So he was... He, but he was crazy. Like, dude was bad shit. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with him. But he was black, skinny dude, tall dude. And he had it out for the brothers, man. I'm talking about anytime one of us got in trouble. Uh, mind you, my boot camp with my boot camp platoon was probably like six of us black guys. Yeah. Anytime one of us got in trouble, his first thing, go get your homies, meet me at the pit. So that was all the <laughs> black guys to <laughs> meet him at the pit. So if one black dude got in trouble, all of us got in trouble. So yeah. he was just messing us up on a day to day, and then I remember like one day I remember him. He actually did break me. I'll never forget that shit. He had me like carrying around this like body bag, like double that we used to you do the bayonet stuff with. So the oh, thing yeah. was heavy as hell. Remember, I'm like one fifteen, and he got me carrying this thing around. He had me carry this thing around for over a mile, and we didn't even use it. He just had me carrying it just because he knew I wasn't gonna make it. And he literally, I'll never forget it, dog. I'm talking about it was pouring down rain, and he was just like, just fucking quit. Just quit. Just quit, Siebert. Because nobody called me by my real name. They just called me by Siebert or Sherbert or something. Always fucked it up on purpose. He was like, just quit. Just just quit. And I literally fucking like yelled at him and shit and cursed his ass out and said I wouldn't quit and all that other shit. I thought that would get him off my back. It did not. So he just kept fucking with me throughout the time, and then swim called, bro. Swim call, bro. Listen, boot camp for me, yeah, I was small, but I, I did well. I, I was never really a good runner, but pull-ups, crunches, shooting, CFT, hiking, Gucci. No yeah. issues. Swim call. Oh, my God. Somebody should have told me about this before I went, bro. It, it shouldn't have been a thing to where I know why my recruiter did it, but damn, bro, you, sh- you should have told me, dog, because that shit sucked. I showed up. That shit was easy for me, man. Yeah, well, I did not swim. Mind you, I had walking pneumonia. <laughs> that was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. You freeze. fucking died. 
Yeah, and this I is was a healthy as a, as a bitch, healthy as an ox, and couldn't do it. So <laughs> they come up, they get me, you know, they tell you the whole thing about the pool, and they get you to the edge. Shit, they're like, get in. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> and dude's like, I don't care. Get in. And I'm like, all right. So this is only like five feet or something. So we get in. And he's like, swim, bitch. So try to swim. <laughs> don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to swim like 25 meters while I touch in the bottom. So I ain't go nowhere. He just, they pull me out and shit. So they're like, all right, we're going to be teaching you guys how to swim throughout this whole process. The iron ducks. Oh, you're my, an iron my duck. brothers out there. You know, you know what it is. So. We're trying to, they're trying to teach us how to swim. Pretty much what it is, they give you a week. They give you the swim week, because that's what it's called. It's called swim, yeah, swim week. week. Yeah. You got a week. If you finish it on day one, you're pretty much done for the week, and you do other stuff. Or whatever. God damn. Jesse. <laughs> so, you know, if you finish, then you're finished, and you can go on about your life. But if you're not, go to the pool every freaking day. And you're trying to swim, trying to swim, trying to swim. Listen, I went all the way to Saturday. Oh, my Didn't God. Know. So I got past the initial 25, but the diving thing was messing me up really bad. And it wasn't the jump. Like, I wasn't afraid of heights. I just was afraid of the water at the bottom. So <laughs> and usually what happens when I dove in, I just panicked and I couldn't finish. So we're going we're going we're going i got these fundamentals like to to swim the initial 25 so saturday comes out my 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 fucking knowledge hat black guy he's like seabird saturday the reckoning day won't <laughs> pass and i was like yeah well you say yeah and he's just like i fucking doubt it <laughs> and then he's like he's like where's your boy at because there's another guy with me black guy uh he's like where's your boy at you gonna pass? I fucking doubt it. He was like, check this out. If y'all don't pass, y'all just gonna make life easier on me. So just help me out and don't come back. So oh, shit. that yo, that was the that was the encouragement we were getting. But so he's he's dogging us to shit. And then he was like, he was like, make sure you got your shit together. And so they take us to the pool, right? Take me to the pool. At this moment, that's when I found out that I would get dropped. I would get dropped, start, you know, a cycle later, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like you. I had a graduation date. I wasn't staying past that shit. Exactly. So I get in that pool, bro. I start going like a motherfucking dolphin in that bitch. The initial 25, <laughs> no issues. Dove, swam, no issues. Flo. Now we get to the bag, the bag thing where you have to swim with oh. the bag. Oh, okay. And uh, so I never got this far by the way. <laughs> so I ain't know what to do with the bag. And I couldn't do the, the side thing or nothing like that. So I ended up getting on the bag and like my back and the bag was above me and I was like like making love to the bag. I looked like genuine when he was doing the, <laughs> doing the thing. <laughs> but I was making love to that motherfucking bag, bro. And by this point, uh, everyone was there at the pool. Like my my series commander, the the company commander, the, the first sergeant, everybody in this bitch. So mother, everybody that's in high, yeah. The female side was there too. So <clears throat> the female gunny was there. The 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 the, the first sergeant for them and the OIC. So because they have, cause I, you know, we was swimming with females too. So everybody here at this point, I look up. Who there? My motherfucking knowledge hat. He's in the pool with his full uniform. <laughs> Tammy's, he is in 
the fucking fool, bro, looking at me, shit on his head, everything, just looking at me. It's like, you better keep fucking that bag, Seabird. <laughs> Yo, he was like, he was like, I don't know why you doing this type of shit in front of Gunny, what the female Gunny and the female first are in, in their OIC. He's like, I don't know why you doing this nasty shit in front of them, but you better keep fucking it. <laughs> so, we swimming. I get through it. I do the I do the thing, you know, the the, the, the flowing shit. Situation. Yeah. So I pass. I pass all this. And my boy passes too. So we both pass on the last day. Mind you, my heavy was in the pool. Full cami in the pool. Right? We get out, we change. We head back to the fucking the fucking uh squad bear. Uh, yeah, squad bear. He there in a new uniform, dry as a bitch. <laughs> Standing next to our racks with our bags packed. They packed our shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, dog. I'm talking. We showed up. Our bags were packed in front of our rack. Like, it was. They was had. No, not even in front of our rack. They were on, like, the quarter deck. Ready oh, yeah. to go. Like, go. Get your shit. Bye. Get the fuck out. Yeah. He's standing next to him and shit in the middle of shit. He's like, yeah, motherfuckers. You thought it was sweet. Get your shit. Get back to the rack. And he's in a whole new uniform. We still wet. How are you dry already? I don't know how he did it. I don't know the magic that he did to get in a new uniform. Because I think he was in, like, Charlie's or some shit. Like, his dress uniform. Ready to yeah. go. So, but now we're going to we're was, gonna have to hit up G for that one. We're going to have to have G on for that. Us up on a day-to-day. But, come to think about it, at the end, it's at the end. Family day for me. Family day for me was kind of cool. Because... Uh, my family actually showed up. It was kind of, it was kind of lit. I, I don't know why my kids are like this. Uh, so family day. Can you hear that knock? No. Oh shoot, shoot! Great microphone. So family day for me. They show up. You know, all my family shows up. I think my my girlfriend at the time and her family showed up. So everybody shows up. My grandmother shows up too. Damn, so whole family. We all show up at the time. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, we're lined up outside, and you know, you're about to walk into that main building to, you know, present yourself to your family and stuff like that. My grandmother, at the time, you know, she passed away, but at this point, she was like in the little electric wheelchair shit, little scooters. Yeah. And uh, she had this annoying ass chihuahua that she used to keep with her at all times, but it was in a basket in front of the little scooter. So imagine a little short, little, little black woman riding around with that little thing with a little chihuahua in the basket. So she get out her truck. Remember, she handicapped, so she parked close. And I'm pretty sure she parked where she wasn't supposed to. So she pull up where we at. She get out on the scooter, riding down the fucking sidewalk. Where my baby at? <laughs> Curtis! That's all I hear, dog. You know, I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And my sister there, too, and she's pregnant. So she's waddling next to her. I'm like, Curtis! That's all I hear. My heavy come out. And my senior. So they all walk around. They're like, who fucking grandmother is that? That better <laughs> not be one of y'all. So what do I do? Not say a goddamn thing. <laughs> I ain't say shit. All I hear is Curtis. <laughs> and uh, then my my senior walks over to her. He's like, oh, ma'am, who you looking for? She's like, well, I'm looking for my, my grandchild, Curtis. She's like, oh, what's his last name? She was like, all I heard was, oh, it's Cyber. My heavy. He hits you one of these, he's like, Fuck your <laughs> 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 
and they pulled me out and I had I went over there like it was cool though. They pulled me out and I went over there and, like gave her a hug and shit like that. And like they let yeah. me do it. They let me give her a hug and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think the worst part about the whole thing was that I was the last platoon in the company. So yeah. right behind us were the females. So like <laughs> I was just getting laughed at and giggled at by all the females. Mind you, my last name's Cyber. So I'm in a backpack. I had nothing but females behind me. They're they're drill instructors and shit. They laughing at me and shit. Look at his mama's boy out here and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't gonna get no pussy after this. <laughs> but it was cool though, man. Uh, I think family day was pretty lit because, like I said, my whole family showed up for that one. Uh, you know, they was real excited and shit to see a boy finally make it. But trying to find out at the end of it, I talked to my heavy. You know, I talked to him at the end, and he was like, he's like, man, I gotta tell you right now. Why I did what I did. Why, why? He was like, you reminded me of me. He was like, skinny kid, just small black kid trying to fucking make it through. I was like, I wasn't going to give you no easy pass, bro. If you want to make it, you got to be resilient and push through. Because I promise you, nobody's going to give you a handout, especially the black ones. And I was like, damn, that's pretty fucking deep, bud. And I never forgot that. That whole, no one's going to give you a handout, especially the Black Marines. They're not going to give you a handout. And I have, I lived by that the whole time. That I was just like, and it's funny too to think about The Most people to try to fuck me over were Black Marines. They weren't white. That's crazy. They were black. That's the crazy. most people to try to fuck me over. So, but yeah, my heavy just said he, I look like him and he hated it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, fuck him. He literally said, fuck him and fuck me too. Uh, it was it was crazy time, man. Bootcamp was it was crazy. It was fun though, fun though. Please, no, yeah. Me, if I, it it's funny because people ask like, "Oh, would you do it again?" In a heartbeat, I'll do it again. Fuck it. Would I do? Would I do what again? Bootcamp. Bootcamp? No, I would do it. I mean, I would do it again. I'll do. I'll do the Marine Corps again. I'll no, I'm saying like that okay. Part. I'm saying like if you can go back, that's what I'm saying. Like people no. ask if you can go back and change your decision from joining. Would you? Would you change it or would you do it? I'm not doing boot camp. Hey, listen, if I can skip boot camp, I'll do the Marine Corps again. I'll do that all over again. I'm not going back to boot camp. Ain't no way in fuck am I going back. I mean, later on, it no, did get fun. I'll will actually have to swim to go back. That's you. I, mean, I ain't going back. I, I can barely again. swim now, even being in that long. Still barely do it. I'm not going back. No. No. Take out swim call, I'll go back. Take out swim call, I'll go back. So why do you think the military gets like such a bad stigma? Like, it, I I get, don't understand it. So because like my wife's a marine recruiter right now, mind you, we are not at wartime. So when we went in, we were still touring Afghan, still touring Iraq and shit like that. You know, fighting the good fight. But now we at peacetime. It's to the point now that new Marines they don't even get a ribbon or get a medal that we like the National Defense or is it the GWAT? Or is the yeah no it's the national defense yeah national ribbon. defense you don't get that anymore yeah they don't even get it anymore because we're not at war time anymore they already anymore. got but rid of the GWAP. yeah because and and people out in the world they're still like shitting on like they don't even have, like they're so close minded and they don't even get the information and it's like it's just mind boggling to me it's like how can you be so close minded at least get some information no ain't nobody telling you to come in sign some shit or sign your life away you know what I'm saying it's just to get information. Like, I thought if you would want to educate yourself, if there's an opportunity for you to better yourself and better your life, 
Why wouldn't yeah. you want that information? I, I think that's what it's about. It's all about the information that people just don't have it. People just and they don't want to take the time out to look at it because I mean, I was probably had the same stigma. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I first did it. You know, I'm just thinking, oh, we going out there to do shoot and kill. That's all we doing. But people just don't want to take the time out to understand that it's not all about that. We're not dumb. That's what a lot of people also think of, too, that we're just too dumb to go to college. Like, it's not that no. it's not the case. My brother didn't go to college. He was a nuclear engineer. Still has the credentials. to A nuclear engineer. Nuclear. He did that, and he didn't pay a dime. So... Like who? Like how can you say he's stupid for doing what he did to get those type of credentials that he would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get if he didn't do the military to do it? You know what I mean? So it's something that people just don't want to take the time out to research or look it up to validate half the stuff we talk about. Don't get me wrong, there are guys, there are women, there are people in the military that are out there slaying doing that type of stuff that you see on movies and TV, on the news, that type of stuff they want to put out in the news on you because they want you to have that stigma about the military. But the majority of us, we ain't doing that. We had regularized jobs. I mean, I was, man, I was in a fucking warehouse. warehouse. I was working I was in, in an office, typing up. I was a teacher for a couple of years. I'm teaching yeah. kids. So like, what do you, what do you yeah. mean? Like, we're not doing that all the time. And people just don't want to either accept that or just acknowledge the fact that we that's how it is it's like the one thing that pisses me off is that like that whole uh crayon eaters shit like it's okay if like if i say that shit to you like oh we so dumb that we eat fucking crayons like marine like the marines are like probably like the smartest ones we have like, one of the smartest we have one of the highest asvab things that yeah. you to join the military exactly so it's like i, I that that whole stereotype that whole freaking like that stigma like oh yeah marines are dumb no the fuck we're not we're not fucking the best yeah dj Khaled told me that (laughs) i i do believe though a lot it's just it's just the media stigma of a a marine i mean bro when i told my mom that was joining the marine corps my mom lost her mind she was like she's like you don't want to go out there and go kill people and all that other stuff i was like whoa 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 Trying to be a cop. What you mean? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, whoa, yeah. shit. And, you know, but that's what she, that's all she thought. That's all she could believe that that's all I was doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I did go on my deployment, my combat deployment, and I did my thing, but it wasn't like that at all. I worked on an airfield for the entire time. You know, yeah. I got I got I got a couple of rounds shot by at a rocket, you know, a little close call, but it wasn't nothing like you know I'm laying rounds down or I'm really like you know doing crazy stuff like that. Like you're yeah. in the action, like you're yeah, not in the like action exactly. Really thought, bro, I never even got in a truck the entire time. You know, the convoys and stuff, never did that. Why need yeah. be in convoy? I work on the airfield. I'm flying. We helos, we flying over the flying over the action. Yeah, but. It's just, that's just kind of how people just believe it to be. Like, as soon as you hear the word. And the funny part, you hear the word Marine, that's what people think about. Mind you, what does fucking Marine mean? Mean the water, dog. Like, what do you mean? Like, we on the water. That's what we supposed to be doing. But people don't automatically believe that. Like, think about that. I talk about, I talk to people all the time about me being on ship. And they're like, 
Well, ship, I thought you were the Marines. Do you not know what Marine means? Yeah, Marine life is my fucking I'm sea on life. The sea. I'm in the sea, bro. I'm out here. Yeah. You know say That was the job. You know, that's the job description. Land, air, and sea. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, and most people just kind of, you know, I mean, think about that. Yeah, like most of my career, if you look at my deployments, I was at sea more than the Afghan thing. I was at sea for 13 months. Exactly. Then, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then on top of that, like, so I, I remember when I told my mom that I wanted to join the Marine Corps, she was like, why the Marines? Not, not, not the army. Why don't you want to be a soldier and shit like that? And I told her, I'm like, well, shit, if I'm going to join a fucking branch, I'm going to join the best one. Shit. Like only 1% of U.S. population yeah. is Marines. Everybody know what it is. <laughs> and shit, I'm that 1%. So, you know, and listen, ain't nobody can take that shit away from me. Everybody know what it is. You can be in a room full of soldiers, full of soldiers. Yeah. You say Marine and they know what it is. They exactly. just kind of like, all right, man. Yeah, man. You know, Marine Corps. <laughs> you can't argue the fact that everyone just sees the Marines as just a higher thing. I'm not going to say like, you no, know, Army don't have the good people or the Navy. No, they do. I'm, I'm, I'm never we're, not here to, we're not here to shit on any no, other branch. Those are the homies. Yeah, exactly. Those are the homies. But... Yeah. We gonna little we're gonna little brother them though. We're gonna little brother. Bro, you them. can't win the argument. You can't win the argument. No matter what you do at 80 branch, you can't win it. Sorry. All I gotta do is pull that blues coat out the back. You're not gonna win that. You're not yeah. winning that argument. We do have a sexist so, uniform. So it's a it's a pretty crazy thing to think about that that's just how people just see it. See that word and automatically believe that this is what it is, but it really isn't, man. Like like yeah, I did my deployment, uh, Afghan thing. It was it was stressful, but I was on an airfield. I was loading helicopters and sending stuff to people back and forth. You know, I was in a little fob. You know, had some little rounds fly by or anything like that. But it was nothing crazy. Yeah. And we were just still working in the airfield, sending people back and forth. Matter of fact, half the time I was working at a uh, the airfield supplied the local hospital for the civilians that got hurt in combat situations. So, you know, I'm taking people off helicopters that were like friendly fire or crossfire or some shit like that. They weren't even military personnel. I'm taking off civilian men and women, children that I'm taking out to go to a hospital. That's what I was doing. I was even, you know what I'm saying? We were in that combat. I didn't even see my homies go down like that. We just kind of, that's not true, but that's a different situation. But we had, that was my primary job was to do stuff like that. And I only did that for, what, three, four months? And then, I'm not even going to talk about shit. Hey, bro, I'll I'll probably do shit in my, like, ship story another time because my ship life story was a cruise. Hate to to break it down like that, but it was. (laughs) I I saw the world for free. (laughs) But yeah, like, Honestly, like joining the military is probably like the best thing I did for myself. And what's crazy and what's crazy is that like I was a domino effect because I joined and then a year later your brother joined. My brother joined. Now and then then the Max joined. And now Mason's like, I don't want to go to college. After high school, I want to do this. I want to join. So it's like four out of the five, four out of the five want to join. So the point that is like my mom is like, hey yo, I we need to get compensated because we just giving yeah. y'all, y'all nothing. Yo, fags, we just bro. giving y'all. Moms need to get, needs, moms need to get compensated because she giving yeah. out, she giving out numbers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So it's just I feel that man. I just find it just real funny because like we'll we'll get we'll get to it later, like the benefits of joining and stuff like that on another another day. But what was the reason? What was the reason? What made you get out? What was the reason? The reasonings or reasons or so because I know you did a little more than I did. I only did four. You did how many? Eleven. Eleven. Right. Yeah. Uh, Almost. It was like ten and like. 10 months. Oh, t- but, uh, 10 and three quarters? Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, man, well, off rip in the beginning, there was never a plan to stay in that long. It was only a plan to stay in for four. I had no intentions on doing that shit. I thought that I would do four, then go to school and do, you know, what a lot of people say they're going to do and stuff like that. But I had so much fun that first four years. That's where I did all my deployments. I went Afghan, went on ship, did all that in the first four. So I was like, man, fuck it. I got to try it again. <laughs> then I got stationed at Cherry Point. And uh, that kind of stopped a lot. And I was like, oh, shit, this ain't really what I thought it would be, huh? And uh, boy, you know, I met my wife and, you know, had a kid, had a family. So then I was like, man, fuck it, man. I'll just keep going for that. And uh. The reason why I got out was because of the injury. I mean, that's probably the the best clear cut thing I could say is that the injury I had, that nerve damage came into play. I knew it was never gonna get better, and I just couldn't push through the pain. Like I just could not do it. I tried. I tried to run. I tried to hike. I tried so hard to push through the pain. I just couldn't fucking do it. And as I was trying to get better, I was only getting slower or weaker over the time because I just wasn't at the peak that I was. And by I mean by the time I'm 27, so I'm like, you know, I'm already starting to drop down from my prime because my prime in for me in the military was like 23 to 25. Like I was you couldn't tell me shit at that point. But yeah. at this point, especially when you start having the kids, I start really slowing down because you don't focus on family shit. You know what I'm saying? So right. it really slowed down for me. And I was thinking that now at this point in my life, I can get out right now. Never have to leave my kids again. Ever. My oldest saw me leave for a couple months. It wasn't nothing crazy. You know, I just went to the field. But she saw me leave when she was like maybe one. Not even. Not even one. And I'll never forget when I came home, she didn't know who the fuck I was. Never forget it. Like she cried, screamed as soon as I tried to touch her. And I all I could think about the whole time I was gone was her. And when I got to her, she didn't know who yeah. I was. And, and that I happens never a lot. I wanted to do it again, man. Yeah. That happens man. A lot. I never wanted to do it again. Like that feeling of my child didn't know who I was or my child was afraid of me, or even my child missing me. I ain't wanted. I was like, nah, mm. fuck all that. So I had an opportunity to step away without you know no repercussions with no i didn't get in trouble nothing like that i was able to just walk away get disability and be able to stay with my kids forever i don't have to leave them again couldn't pass up that opportunity bro like i could not be like nah don't get me wrong like i did want to push it i did wanted to stay in bro i mean i was already at 11 i could i could do the rest but I just, I just didn't want to leave my kids again, man. Like, I love my kids. You know, the pain was too much. And it hurt. 
and then the, the feeling of me possibly hurting my kids on top of that, I'm good. So I'll let it go. I walk away. So it sucked. It did. But I think it's better for me, especially since my nerve damage isn't going to get better. If anything, it's just going to get worse. So I have a less chance of re-injuring that shit and making it worse faster than what it's going to be. And then, of course, you know, now I don't have to leave my kids anymore. So that's what's up. See my kids. So I just want to tell, you know, anybody that listens to this, not every everybody's military experience is not the same. Okay. Results so, may differ. Yeah. Results. That yeah. Be, that should be the model. Yeah. Yeah. Results may vary. Right. <laughs> so. The way it goes when you join the Marine Corps, you go to boot camp, you go to MCT for Marine Combat Training. Basically, the inf- like because they they have the the, the the slogan: "Every Marine is a rifleman." So you have yeah. to learn how to use your rifle boot in camp, a sense. Combat training, so ba- and then you go to your school house to learn your job. So I, I this I, this stood with me like the minute I heard it. So I was in receiving for schoolhouse, and the receiving instructor. For my schoolhouse, he did us because there's like 30 of us and we're just like sitting down and he's like, if the Marine Corps wanted you to have a family, they would have issued you one in boot camp. Mind you, I'm single, ready to mingle, you know, I ain't worrying about none of that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but that shit hit deep. I was like, damn, that's that's crazy. Like, if the Marine Corps wanted you to have a family, they would have issued you one at boot camp. So I was like, all right, bet. So fast forward, you know, like, what, a year and a half later, I ended up getting with Myra, ended up having Malachi. And in 2016, she gets the opportunity to deploy. I told her, off rip, go ahead. Like, do your thing. Do do your thing. You know, go go be great. Go be somebody. You know, go do something legendary. So she goes, and it's just me. And Malachi, and he's not even a year yet. He's turning one in a couple of months because she left, I think, in April or May. No, April. She left in April. Yeah, she left in April. So my my and again, the reason why I say not everybody's military experience is the same. It just depends on the leadership and the people that are like that you're around. Because my leadership, they sucked fucking ass because they knew. It's not like it was a shot in the dark or they were in the dark or they didn't get the information because I kept that line of communication with them frequently. I'm like, hey, my wife's leaving. They even knew my wife, you know, because she was always around. They knew her. They knew that she was one on deployment. They knew I did not have anybody to help. It was just me and Malachi, right? So, like, literally, like, the first two months, because I'm a corporal, and you know they're like, "Hey, PT, five thirty in the morning. Uh, I'm not gonna be there. Why the fuck not? Because the CDC, which is the daycare on base, doesn't open up until six. That was okay. Bring bring Malachi and put him in the shoulder. It is forty degrees outside. You got me fucked up. Bro, mm, that's not happening. PT to six thirty. I'm like, that's not happening. That's that's not happening. I'm not doing that. I'm like, if y'all want, y'all could." Y'all could PT me during my lunch break, but I'm not I'm not gonna have my son out there suffering because y'all wanna be fucking uh ignorant. That's not happening. Yeah, my one year old son. Yeah, I'm like, that's not that's not that's not going down like that. They literally try to fight it to me to the point that 
a sergeant that's not even my sergeant because supply you have warehouse clerks who are 51s and supply admin they basically do all the paperwork side of the shit that motherfucker literally came with me to drop off my son because he didn't believe me i'm like i am a grown fucking man with a child you live in the barracks still the fuck so that's that's strike one because at that time it's 2016 i'm getting close yeah, to my 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 date to get the fuck out so I'm I'm still deciding if I'm gonna like re-enlist or I'm gonna get out. So then strike two is I get a call from the daycare. Hey, Malachi, 101 fever. He hasn't really ate, hasn't really slept. I need you to, and we need you to pick him up and he can't come in tomorrow because he went over that hundred uh you know the hundred degree for the fever. So he's gonna have to not come in tomorrow either. I'm like, okay, fine. Talk to my gunny, my gunny sergeant. I was like, hey, I need to go pick up Malachi. He has 101 fever. This and the third, blah, 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 blah. Okay, go pick him up and bring him bring him back. Well, what are you talking about? Go get your son and bring him back to work. We in a warehouse. There's asbestos in one of the spots. He has 101 fever. Yeah, but we need you. We have faith. We have an inspection coming up. I'm like, but there's more than enough Marines that are capable to do the job. Like my son needs me. It's kind of counterproductive. Like I'm not gonna give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about what I gotta do for job work wise. Like my son needs me. The fuck. And and mind you, what's was just was mind boggling to me. He had four kids. Four fucking kids. So it's like I'm I'm like I'm trying to like fight. I'm like yo, like my son needs me, and you have I'm like you have three sons. Matter of fact, yeah, all four boys. You have four sons. I'm like you have four boys. So if you're telling me. Your son needs you. You're not going to be there for him. But yeah, but we need you. You need to be at work. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So I went and picked him up. I came. That motherfucker did not let me leave until six o'clock in the evening time. Malachi is in the fucking car seat, walling out in the office. And then it was like a constant thing. Cause like when with the daycare is like, you know, when you have babies and you know, yeah. like they have that teeth and they start the biting. If they bite another kid and they break skin, they it's mandatory go. pickup. So I had to, there was times where Malachi was getting bit, but he would bite back, and you know, I'd have to pick his ass up. So it, it was to be the point. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. So they kept on doing this to me. I'm like, what? Oh, fuck this. So the last time I picked him up, I had him in the warehouse with me while I was counting, doing inventory. First sergeant comes in the warehouse. Cruz, what the fuck is your your son doing in this warehouse? Go talk to gunner sergeant. First sergeant. I, that song's just like that. You might want to want to talk to gunner sergeant about that. Not even 10 minutes later, Cruz, take your son, go the fuck home. Oh, no shit, right? I'm like, it literally, I'm like, why does it have to take, why has to go to that extreme, you know? So at that time, I was already dealing with, because I was a, a single parent at the time because my wife's on deployment, full-time fucking job with them in the Marines. And then on top of that, my dumbass was trying to do school as well. So I was a full-time student. And I got to take care of the house. I got to take care of Malachi. I got to take, and I'm trying to take care of me. Just everything just crumbles. And, I, and everything just, it's like a snowball effect. I just was real depressed during that time. Did not want to do shit. I remember like my my parents came down while while I was on deployment to come see me. The house was so fucked up. Like my mom was cleaning and shit. And then my dad's like, yo, why are you cleaning for him? And my mom knew. Like I didn't have to say shit. She already knew it. She was like, yeah, like he's going through something, yeah. you know. So 
I, rem- I, I would just remember this, like this conversation I have with my, my uh, OIC, my officer in charge. And I was explaining to him, I'm like, yo, like, y'all know I need help. Y'all know it's just me and my son. And y'all dogging me and y'all making my life way more difficult than what it has to be. Like, I don't understand it. And he that I said to me, stop acting like a fucking female. <laughs> he's like, you're literally making excuses like a female. Are you serious? Yeah. God, man. My, and mind you, he has a family and he has kids. Fucking but military dudes, man. But you see, what but this is, is the thing. Shit? But see, this is the thing that that kind of pisses me off, and this is why, like, I applaud my wife so much. You know, a lot of the times, like, because the Marine Corps is a male dominant branch, yeah. you know, so my wife had to climb up that ladder to get that respect that she fucking deserves, you know. But to, for me to be told that shit, I was like. Wow, got it. You're really gonna come. You're really gonna do that. You're gonna compare my situation to stop being a female. No, not like having to deal with that. I understood. Like, yo, like y'all be like be shitting on these females, and it's not even like it's not even that big. Like the shit that they do is not major. Like what they do, I applaud every single female that had to go through that shit. You know, dealing with a military spouse because I I dealt with that shit, and that shit was rough. Yes. Mind you, we were dual military. Yeah. But then after I had that conversation with him, you know what came back in my fucking my my crawl space in my head? If the Marine Corps wanted you to have a family, they would have issued you one at boot camp. So at that time, after that conversation, made my decision. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out. Fuck this shit. Because I was like, you know what? Clearly, because you know, the supply community, it doesn't matter where the fuck you go, it's all the same at that time. So I was like, because they were, that's what they were like, kept feeding me. Oh, it's not going to be the same when you go to a different location. It's not going to be the same. Yes, the fuck it is. It's that experience, experience, like, you know, may differ. You know what I'm saying? It's different for every single fucking person. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the fuck it is. And it's so fucking sad. And the thing is, it wasn't even like I was a bad Marine. Like, yeah, granted, like, you know, my physical, like my PT wasn't up to like, Above well, average, but you, but, you know, it, it, it was there, but ain't nobody couldn't tell me shit about my job. Yeah. You know, like I knew my job, like, like the back of my fucking hand, like it was to the point that people like they would have me instruct fucking officers how to do the job, how to do my job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. Malachi, my kid is way more important than this. I'm just a number. I'm replaceable. They have my replacement in boot camp right the fuck now. So I'm going to get out. You know, Myra did not want me to get out. But at the time, I'm like, I have to. Like, there has to be one. There has to be a consistent thing. There has to be one of us has to be consistent in his life. And you're doing great things. And I'm not going to knock you for it. Like, you know, this is what you want to do. Go ahead and do it. I'm going to support you a thousand percent. Whatever you want to do, I support all of that shit. But I'm me. I know if I stay in. It's gonna get dark. I'm already in the dark place. So fuck this. Yeah, so, hey, the machine gonna keep going without you. Exactly. Like you it's sad to think about it like that, but it's true. I mean, you are very replaceable. Somebody's gonna come in and replace you right at the end, bro. I mean, think about it, bro. My replacement was already there when I got exactly like, they were there. They 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 had people ready to roll. Like yeah. the next one up. Like it's time to move. And that's kind of just how it goes, man. Like, it's just so sad to hear shit like that, bro. 
my command was not like that at all. And was bugged. My first kid, they were all crazy supportive and shit. Yeah, not mine. And after the fact, you know, when Maria was having issues, like medical issues and shit, hey, bro, I got to go back to the crib. My staff sergeant, my lieutenant, yeah, man, go do what you got to do. Bop out. And, you know, just let us know. There was never a time where it was like, oh, I have to bring my kid in because, you know, i doing something, whatever. No, 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 no. It was like, it was all good, man. Just take care of your child. And at the schoolhouse, it was even better at the schoolhouse. But at that point, yeah. we were all staff NCOs. Don't worry. Really exactly. But at junior Marine level, yeah. fucking E1, E4 lifestyle, fuck that. Nobody give a fuck about you. You are a number to the T. You are so replaceable. And all they care about is you just doing your job. And I hate that. I mean, especially when you say, oh, boy, have four kids. It's like, I don't know what it was like that was was, something that i try to be better as a staff nco like i try to remember yeah. who i was when i was a junior marine like when i was young and had a young kid you know what i'm saying like what they were going through at the time but those old heads they just forget they just act like they didn't exist yeah, like because the, the reason it was because the reason why nine of the nine out of the ten of them their wives are civilians and they're staying they're staying at home so all they got to worry about and focus on is the job because the house and the kids are taken care of. And that's the situation. Both of the motherfuckers that was in charge of me, that was their situation. They had wives, they had kids that were staying home and taking care of them. They didn't have to go home and deal with all the... They, they didn't come home from a long-ass fucking day of work to go fucking cook. The food was already cooked and on the table for them. No, because again, dual active military... One of us came home early, and the one of us that did come home early, your ass was in that kitchen cooking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how it is, too. Like, really think about that shit, too, especially for those dudes. Those are the type of dudes that stay, they're like, oh, bro, yeah, we got to work till like 7, 8 o'clock at night. Exactly. Bro, don't you got kids at home? Don't you want to go home? And they never want to go home. They never want to yeah, go home. No, he never wanted to go home. See, I hate like, that. I hate that. Like, it made no Just sense to me. I'm like, sucks at home. Exactly. Nigga, like, I, I want to be go around home. my kids. Like, exactly. I want to go home. I hate that shit, bro. Like, so who? Uh, somebody did that shit at the schoolhouse with me, and uh, we had we had a master that was doing that shit at the schoolhouse with when Myra was there, and he was the type of dude that just didn't want to go home, and he was always on that shit. They were like, "Oh, y'all can just stay later and shit like that." Stay later? Stay later for what? The students are back in their their room, like their home. Why are we staying later for what? Like, we have to get back up here and be over there at five o'clock in the morning to yell at them and. PT with them and all this stuff. You don't come in seven or eight. Like, exactly. why do I have to stay in later because you come in later? That don't make no sense to me. Like, riddle me this. Why do I <laughs> why do I come in at five and I have to stay in till six or seven when you come in two hours later? That makes no sense to me. But yeah. that's how people that's how people do, bro. And the fleet was even worse. I ain't gonna talk fleets even yeah. fucking worse because they act like shit can't be done tomorrow. Ever. But What's crazy though is like I went through all of that, but it's like, you know, when I sit down and I go back and think about like those four years, like it wasn't I'm not gonna say all of it sucked, because shit, if it wasn't no. for the if it wasn't for the Marine Corps, I wouldn't have fun. I would not have like relationships that I have now. I would not have met you. I would not have met Myra. I would not have Malachi and Malik, you know. So I, you know, I'm grateful for all that. But when I think back of it, like I like I was destined to just do four and get the fuck out. Think about it. Like 
Yeah. Going to boot camp, pour down raining in boot camp. They try to break me. Granted, like, yeah, that's the main fucking mission is to try to break you because, you know, again, only the elite top 1% yeah. are fucking Marines, you know? But then on top of that, I come back from boot camp and I go back to the recruiting station to go see my recruiters. And the first thing that came out their mouth was like, oh, shit, you actually made it. Wow. So y'all were praying for my downfall from jump from day one. Got it. Fucking noted. And then I had to deal with that bullshit in Cherry Point, you know. So it's like I was yeah, like, that you was know, your first duty station. Yeah, it was my first duty station. And I'm dealing with all of that. Like, granted. And again. I'm, you know, I'm not going to play fucking victim. You know, I was a very belligerent, obnoxious fucking Marine. I went against the green nine out of 10 times because, again, I am a common sense oriented person. And it's like the perfect analogy that I give to people is like with the Marine Corps, the, how it was back then, the highest rank, you could be sitting down with all different types of rank from the highest to the lowest, right? The highest rank will sit down. We're served soup, and that motherfucker starts eating his soup with a fork. Everybody will follow suit to what he's doing. Yeah. And me, one of the lower ranks, I'm looking at everybody like, what the fuck y'all doing? There's a spoon right here. We eat soup with a spoon. And I'm getting told, shut the fuck up and eat it with the fork. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So is it isn't a part of the military. That well, that wasn't a part of the the the, the traits that you need is common sense because they don't want you to have it at first. They really don't think about all they is what 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 is it? Instant obedience to all orders, instant obedience orders. They, yeah. they don't want you to think about it. They don't want you to fucking think. But it's a combat oriented. All that's combat oriented. That's all that's for. You right. Know, it's crazy that they make you do that. But in the fleet, you don't need that. You need yes, yeah, common sense. Have, common sense. Exactly, because I'm combat, doing an every day to day job. Yeah, in combat, yes, you need you need that type of thing to where if somebody tells you to get up and you take that fucking hill, instinct, yeah, get up and go do it. I understand that, but and I understand that too. But we in Cherry Point, North Carolina, and I'm in a warehouse unit, and I'm in a warehouse counting motherfucking cots and chairs and motherfucking right. water tanks. Relax, like <laughs> this shit, not that real. I promise. So nah, man, I totally, I totally understand. No, so especially like, for you, man. Like if that was me in your situation, I would have got out too. And like, it's bugged, and it was just the cherry on top, like the cherry on top of the terrible. fucking cake, right? Because when you do your tour, wherever you're at, like regardless or not, like if you do four years at a station, and you move on to the next thing in your life, it, either it be you getting out of the the military, like the Marine Corps, and you're done, or you just switching to another unit because you re-upped. You usually get a fucking a going away yeah, present, right? Yeah, right? These motherfuckers at my going away gave me a pair of roller skates on a bookshelf, and I'm not talking about like a brand new bookshelf. It was a beat down bookshelf that they got from the warehouse, from one of them fucked up bookshelves, and then just screwed the fucking roller skates to this bookshelf, and I didn't even get a placard. I, they just wrote in fucking Sharpie on the bookshelf talking about how much that like I, I was a skater. Like I didn't do my job. Mind you, all the motherfuckers that were there that was not a gunny, they learned how to do their job from me. Yeah. So I was like the disrespect. I was like, you know what? I made the right decision. Yeah. So mean, the minute I got my D214, I gave him that shit. I was like, fuck y'all. 
It'd be like that. I mean, like straight up. I, I wish I would have like looked back on like my first four years and realized like how much of a number I actually was. Because don't get me wrong, I had a lot of fun. I had so much fun my first four years. I had such a good freaking time, and I think that's what made me keep going. But my unit that I was a part of, especially the Mew, bro, they didn't give a fuck about me, bro. Not one fucking bit. I was like, you know, actually like doing paperwork and stuff for them and stuff like that. Like for a ship, for an individual ship. The group of us that were on that ship, I handled all the fucking paperwork for it. All the training paperwork. So I did all that. Rosters, all that other bullshit. And I didn't get no respect for that shit. Like every other person from my section that was handling training for their ship got awards. I did not. Even though I finished before the rest of them completed everything correctly before the rest of them they just didn't give a fuck when i did it and then i think the best part the cherry on cherry on top for your boy was that i had the staffs on him uh i don't want a dog on him because he's hispanic but he was hispanic uh but he didn't speak he didn't speak a really good english but you know what I'm saying he was a staff sergeant been in for a very long time and uh i remember i got an award uh for it's like somebody made a mistake on ship and I pretty much fixed the whole thing. So I got an award for it. It wasn't anything. It was just paper. But I got an award and they were presenting it to me. And this staff sergeant always had this thing of he never knew my name. He called me Seabird all the time. Like all the fucking time, dude. I'm talking about anytime we did roll, anytime he did it, he called me Seabird. Everyone else knew my name was Cyber, but he called me Seabird for whatever fucking reason. Mind you, I've been in this unit for almost a year and a half at this point. He's still calling me Seabird. Huh. He ain't calling nobody else that shit. The Spanish names, he be fucking rolling the R's and all that other shit, but he couldn't like... Sigh instead of sigh. Like, are you serious? Like, so, you know, a year and a half. year and a half. So, and there were other dudes with like Russian names that he knew perfectly. He just didn't fuck about me. So, we're doing this shit. We're doing this shit. And, you know, like I say, he keeps calling me Seabird. And at this point, I'm correcting. At this point, I'm in the platoon. He's calling my name. It's Cyber Staff Sergeant. And he'd be like, oh, okay. And then keep going. But I'm doing this now. He's doing my award, bro. And he's reading it. And he literally does. I present this award to Corporal Seabird. He literally stopped saying Cyber to change it to Seabird. Stopped. In the middle of my award. And I lost it. Like, remember, this is an award, so I'm in front of the company at this point. This wasn't just my platoon. There was yeah. probably like 100 people here. Like, you know, the lieutenant colonel is giving it's, me this. Yeah. He literally goes, Seabird. Lost it. Right there in the middle of the freaking thing. Front of my lieutenant colonel fucking lost my mind. I was like, you have got to be shitting me. Like, how? I've been in this unit for over a year and a half. And you still don't know my fucking name. Lost it. My lieutenant comes over. They end up. They end the thing. They was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, and we're like on a beach in a random country, and they're giving me this award in the middle of the night type of thing. And bro, they end that fucking thing. The gunny come and get me. My lieutenant come and get me. They all like pull me off to the side. First sergeant come and get me because I'm losing it. Speaking, <laughs> and I'm like. There's no fucking way that you don't know my name. Like, what is this disrespect in this bitch? And I lost. That was it. Like, completely fucking lost on this dude, bro. And 
You wanna know what's crazy about the whole thing? Right. He still called me Siebert. Even after that, I remember my mom came right after the deployment. So this was after the deployment, right before I went to South America, my mom came. And, you know, this was like right around the time I was about to leave the unit and shit. And he saw my mom walk right by her. Didn't say a fucking word. Because I brought her into the office and was showing like, yo, this is where I work at. These are my people, blah, blah, blah. My captain came out. My lieutenant came out. The, the Red Patch staffs aren't because this was Morty and Red Patch. We were together, you know, right. TS. And uh, my Red Patch staffs aren't came out. My Morty OIC came out and my Red Patch, you know, OIC came out. And they were all talking to her shit. My Morty staffs aren't. He walked right in that door. We're all right there. Right by. Didn't say a fucking word. Not even to my mom, bro. She's civilian. Like, say something. Nope. He just saw it was me. Didn't give a fuck. Kept going. Kept going about his life. And I was like, man, you can't trust nobody out here, bro. Ain't nobody can fuck. Nobody can fuck. But luckily for me, I re-up because I had a really good experience that first four years. Like, it was great. Like, it was great. Now, I'll tell you right now, if I went to Cherry Point first, I wouldn't have done it. There's no way in fuck I would have re-upped. And I always try to tell people, man, you got to try it again for your next duty station. Right? You know, because you don't know what you're going to get the next time. But seeing how some people's duty stations went on that first four years, I can see why they never did it. I mean, the thing is, what's bugged out is that when I first, when I was in, when I was in, freaking, I had a change of the guard. So, like, my my original staff sergeant, like, my first staff sergeant, she retired early. She was great. She was, like, my second mom. She would literally, like, I, I, like my first ball, I brought my mom down. They talked and everything. Yeah. And it's, like... She's pretty much like my second mom. She would G-check me like how my mom would do. And like the uh, first... Can you hear her? No. All right. Just making sure. Like, yeah. No, like the, the first group of people that I was with like were great. I mean, at first, like, you know, you know how it is when you first are in with the unit. You basically pretty, are... Yeah it's, yeah. it's not like... They, they're basically like you have to get initiated in. So they're trying to see how you are. You know, yeah. so they would try to do certain things with me that I wasn't taking. I'm like, nah, you're not going to do this with me. I'm sorry. You're going to send me, dog. Yeah, you're not. Like, that's one thing I did not tolerate. Like, you are not going to call me a bitch. Like, you're not doing that. Yeah. I don't care about your rank. I don't care how long you've been in. I don't care if I just joined and I'm fucking wet, wet behind the ears. At the end of the day, we take the uniform off. I'm a man first before I'm a Marine. And you're not going to disrespect me. So like right then and there as a private, because I, because, you know, our schoolhouse, our schooling is only oh, yeah, two weeks in long. And out, bro. You still private. Yeah, we in and out there. Yeah. So I'm literally checking in. And they're like, what'd you do? I'm like, what are you talking about? What'd you do? And mind you, I would get that constantly to the point. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I get promoted next month. Because you check in as a private, you usually get in trouble and get demoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got, like, since everybody was, like, moving and leaving, and when the second wave basically went through new management, came in, that's how I was like, got it. it Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all, I'm gone. Over, what, every three, four years? Yeah. yeah it's completely different. But the you thing is, though, it wasn't every three years, though. It wasn't every three years. My staff started retired early. Like, well, she retired. I mean, it's supposed to be. like three. Yeah, but she retired early, and then I was... Again, wet behind the ears, trying to in, be in charge of all these other fucking people. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had to learn on the fly. Yeah. 
But then when, you know, we end up getting new management come in, and I was like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it, man. It's like, tough. Man, I'm it's, good on that, It's man. tough to see when things change like that. I mean, that was how it was, like, for me at the schoolhouse. Like, I was there for five. So I saw three mass arts come through there to, you know, be in charge. So, and what, I had three different OICs. So I saw management change. Shit, three lieutenant colonels, two colonels of the base I saw. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing management change in this motherfucker. And, you know, at a certain point, you just like, I remember when I first got there, that shit sucked. Because my command, my unit, my OIC and all them, tough, dude. They didn't give a fuck about an E5. Because at a schoolhouse, if you weren't staff, nobody gave a fuck about you. Right. Like you were junior marine at that point. So, and then I remember when we got a new management, and that was the whole big thing, was that E5s weren't getting no respect. Then we got new management, and they was like all about us and shit like that. And then the next management came, and they pretty much stopped E5s coming. They said, nope. Like, either you staff select or you don't come. So then it went to, like, oh, yeah, we don't give a fuck about no sergeant. We just don't want you here. Before, they wanted sergeants here so they can mess with us. So, you know, they can use us for any and everything. Hey, some shit got to get done at 3 o'clock in the morning. Get y'all ass up. This is your time, baby. (laughs) And that's how we were getting used. But, you know, you see it. You see it change. The Marine Corps, man, military in general, man, results may vary, bro. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you're exactly. gonna sign up and you're gonna go to a unit and you'll you could win the same unit I went to at two years difference and it could be completely fucking different. You I mean shit. what you got. I mean like, shit, I was I was in before Myra. She I was in like what I had like a whole yeah, like a year or something on her, right? Almost, almost, yeah. almost. And her freaking career was like oh com- yeah, oh yeah. Like I shit you not the complete fucking opposite and what's crazy is that we were both in the same unit but a lot of shit yeah we're going to talk about that in a later date yeah we're going to talk about that in a later date what happened to her when when we were in the first unit and i basically just i I just what basically just ended up burning the fucking house down in a sense to the point that they were like yeah she got it she got to go she ends up going to a new fucking environment a new scene and she just blossomed. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, yeah, results that may vary. Yeah, bro. It is true. You get, bro. Shit, shit. Forrest Gump told me that shit. Marine Corps, <laughs> military like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. This shit tough. It is. Uh, but I mean, it's, so, that's cool though. The transition from being a Marine. I mean, you know, we're always going to be a Marine. But military life to civilian life. And you, you know, not even been a year out. How's that transition been for you? Bro, I ain't even gonna hold you, man. It's probably like the most I ain't gonna say it's stressful, but it's definitely the most confusing time of my life. Yeah. Probably like, bro, this shit more confusing than going through puberty, bro. Cause I don't know what the fuck is going on. Cause I mean, you know, I was in for almost eleven years. I don't all I know is you know how to like the way I talk to people and the way that I interact with people. My the common things that I will have with people are kind of the same. We are the same person. Like we went right. through the same experiences. I'm not used to talking to people that weren't in the military. I don't know. I don't know how to like connect with you. I don't like. I don't. I don't know what you did. Like, what do you? What did you do when 
you know, when I talk to people and stuff like that, oh yeah, man, with the college, I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> or you know, and they say like, yeah, like like around here, my small town where I live at, I'm my brother-in-law, so they lived here their entire life. This is it. They don't know anything else. And then you know, they they traveled and stuff like that, but they don't know anything else. Like you know, what I'm saying like, you know, I I live in the Bible Belt. So, you know, very religious, like, people down, Christianity, stuff like that. Like, they don't know any other religion. They've never seen it. Never been around it. Don't, they don't ever heard of it. So, like, you know, like, you know, not only just in the military, you know, I met people, Muslim, Catholic, you know, like, all kind of stuff like that. I mean, shoot, I read the Quran because I wanted to, an Afghan, to understand why they were the way they were. People here right. don't understand that. They don't understand that people are different when you go somewhere else like you know i've seen the world at the best and at the worst <laughs> you know it's hard it's so difficult to try to connect and like interact with people that haven't been through the slightest amount of stuff that i went through like you know like even in your sense the you know even though you weren't in as long as i was the 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 situations, the, the the stressors, the trials, the the, the happies, the, the the sads, the highs, the lows that you went through in those four years are more than what anybody else in those four years that didn't join the military went through. They don't know that. And then imagine mm. mine times two. Like, like you know, like at my when I was twenty three, I already been to what. 14 13 different countries like at 23 and uh you know i had three kids already like i'm not i wasn't even 30 yet and i already had three kids like i'm done i've been married for seven eight years at this point <laughs> i'm not 30 yet and i i just it's so hard it's so difficult for me i know it's gonna get better over time i do and i know i need to get out of this house to meet people and talk to people. I know and I know I know it's hard. It is very hard to try to reach out to people and get to know people. You know, I'm just used to talking to somebody for like three years and never really having to talk to them again. Used yeah. to that. I've done that. Done that a lot in my life. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people I wish I could still talk to that, you know, that I was cool with years ago. But man, like I'm used to getting to know somebody to have the feeling of I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna be around you anymore in like three four years. I'm not I don't I'm not around you anymore, mm -hmm. you know. And it's been it's been pretty difficult to try to transition out of this out of that mentality, or me cursing somebody out anytime they get I get mad at them or something like that. Like you know I'm used to that. I'm used to that. Somebody do something wrong, I motherfucker. Like I can just scream at them <laughs> and it's all good. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. I've done it already to somebody and. and that's scary. That's scary people. That's scary white folk. When I'm just out here to lose my mind at Walmart. Right. Uh, white people don't understand how that how that go through. You know, they see an angry black man. But not knowing it's just the military. I just don't I'm just having a hard time to, you know, whatever. It was only because somebody was standing close to me, bro. That's it. Mm -hmm. He was standing way too close. Way too fucking close. And I told him multiple times to back up. And he just didn't want to. And he got upset about it. So I got upset. <laughs> You don't want me to get upset. That's for damn sure. You know what I'm saying? But it's been it's been tough, man. It's probably like I said, it's probably 
most confusing time I've ever been through at this point. And then I went to Afghanistan and adjusted to that. This is way more confusing than that. Like, this shit's weird. <laughs> it's I mean, weird, shit, bro. Shit, I've been out for five years. Yeah. And, I mean, it gets better with time. I'm not going to lie. Perfect. It does get better with time because then it's like, um, like the first two, first two and a half years, they're rough because you're trying to get accustomed to a certain lifestyle now that you're not, that you were not accustomed to because it's a lot slower pace. So it's a lot slower pace. But like my first two years, mind you, I was, after I got out, I went to the work for you, like the yeah. workforce, civilian workforce. And it was just, really confusing for me at that time because it's like i don't I, like you know when you're in and you're working there's structure you know you do certain things a certain way you're expected to have this type of performance when you're in the military and then you go into the civilian work sector and it's half-ass laziness motherfuckers that are in charge don't know what the fuck they're doing and i'm like yo like and it's like you go into a, a situation and it's just a big clusterfuck. And it's like, hey, y'all hired me. I have, you know, some resources and I have resolutions to make this a way more functioning and overall effective workplace. Here's A, B, and C. Nah, we don't do shit like that. Then why the fuck did y'all hire me? You know, and then on top of that, I noticed that like having a little piece of fucking paper that says bachelor degree or even an associates meant way more than four years of yeah. work experience. Mind you, the work experience that I bring to the table, it's not like it's just working at fucking McDonald's or Walmart or shit like that. No, I was in charge of multi-million dollar accounts. Yeah. You know, I super I I had subordinates under me. I was in a manner, you know managerial fucking role when I was when I was in the Marine Corps to come to come out and to be given the lowest of the lowest fucking entry level job with no room to fucking grow shit I've been out for five years if I decided to get a job right now I'll be on my 15th fucking job 15 because there's no there was no room to grow because I didn't have a little piece of paper that said bachelor's degree no. you know which is fucking insane and then on top of that like to deal with like your coworkers oh, complain God. about oh oh ah, we have to come in at six o'clock and we got to stay in and do this all the I'm like mind you I'm over here like hey, yo can I stay later for overtime you don't want to go home yeah I want to go home but shit, I'm trying to get this money it's like the fuck money one way or another <laughs> like bro. shit it's been a long listen I was four years on salary y'all paying me hourly I'm gonna take advantage I'm gonna get these hours in baby yeah I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my money. Cause shit, they could they had me from five to fucking seven in the in the nighttime. Shit, they got you whenever they want you. Exactly. So I'm I'm gonna take shit. advantage of this. And they complaining they're like, oh yeah, like I'm like, this ain't shit. This is easy. This is fucking easy money right here, bro. Why are you complaining? You know. And it's just like I, I didn't I couldn't understand it. But then it's like I realized like I realized like not everybody went through what I went through. So it's like that's why I've been out for five years. And like you said, everything when you're in the military, shit is temporary. There's no permanent. You make this relationship with, with you know with this person, and in three, four years, they're fucking gone. And you gotta start again from fucking scratch. Go find you a new friend, bro. Exactly. 
it's to the point like you know my wife when we, when we went to, to to johnson she was like hey you need to make friends and that's how we end up clicking yeah. and then shit, it's been what five years yeah. you know because I, I literally just had gotten out like a couple months after I yeah, met yeah it wasn't that long you weren't yeah it wasn't that long, long. Yeah. but it's like now we're, I'm, I'm in florida been out here for two years i don't have a friend out here still ain't and that's one. And that's on purpose because, again, at the end of the day, it's like it's temporary. I'm going to leave. It's not like we're staying here. We're going to move on to the next chapter in our lives. And I just don't want to invest that time to give to somebody. And it may be, you know, I might be missing out on an opportunity to meet somebody cool. But at the end of the day, I know, like, because I've dealt with that back home. Like, I was in, I would try to hit up people that from Jersey that was in high school that I was cool with. They never had time for me. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm good on that. And honestly, that kind of played a factor into, you know, my mental health in a sense when I got out. Cause it was, I had a hard time. I struggled so hard yeah. to transition from being a Marine into civilian because when I was in, I actually fucking mattered, you know, not as much, but I mattered because yeah. I had, I had a job to do and they needed me. I had, I had some importance. But now, anybody give a fuck? <laughs> like, like, oh, you're just a you're just a husband. Yeah, oh, you're just Myra's husband. Okay, you're just a, you're just a spouse. You're dependent. That's it's all good. That's pretty much what it is. Man. Yeah. So it's like, it just takes some time. Honestly, I can say right. that. Like, just to right. accept fate. You know, hey, it is what it is at this point. I mean, I'm gonna be here. This is the goal. This is the end game at this point. I have no yeah. intentions on moving. I don't plan on moving. If we did move, it's, it's going to be in this area still. It's not like I'm going to move states again. I plan on being right here in this area, and uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, trying to give my kids what I didn't have in stability. You know, I moved a lot. I moved a lot when I was younger. You know, lived in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, multiple places in North Carolina, back to South Carolina, moved to Virginia, and moved twice in Virginia. And, you know, I'm trying my best to give my kids some sort of stability, you know, like, you know, my wife, she, the house that her parents are in right now, it's the same house that she grew up in. Bedroom that we sleep in when we stay tonight over there is her bedroom that she had when she was a kid. And, you know, that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful to me. I ain't never heard that's no cool. shit like that. That's, that's cool. new shit. You, you got like that, right? Your parents are in the same house that y'all were in, right? Well, it's just apartment, but yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you, you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we ain't like that. Like, I ain't got that. I mean, shit, my grandmother, my grandmother in yeah. New York, she still lives in the same apartment that my, my dad grew up in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, have I'm Christmas, not, Thanksgiving's in the spot that my pops grew up in. I'm not, yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, I've never, never experienced that type of shit. So, I'm giving that to my kids now, and I'm trying my best to adapt to this, to adapt to this. I'm going to be here. I need to make a friend or two. Uh, go outside and go talk to somebody or some shit. Yeah, get some vitamin D and shit. You know what I'm saying? Get some vitamin D. And then at the same time, like, kind of why I like doing photography because I can meet people that, like, one person or, like, a single person that I can meet that I can talk to, that I can connect some way with just photography at least. Yeah. Like, you know, I met some really cool people doing this so far. Like, some pretty... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, close people. Like, they real chill, real cool. 
that I've done photos with multiple times. And I don't mind doing photos with them. Uh, shoot, had last one came through, last photo shoot I did. I mean, I, she met me up the street from my house. And I was cool with it because I was just like, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, she's cool people. And I'm trying my best to just relax and uh yeah that's a normal the, a normal person again so yeah, that's normal one thing. relationships that's one thing there's no to. there's no normal that's the I thing i know bro i know so it's like it's like you have to accept it yes. there is not going to be a normal there is no normal bro. like you you're a marine all right so nobody you're it's rough to meet other marines in spots that like it's like find a needle in a haystack in a sense. I met a couple. Unless you go to couple. the unless you go to the veteran groups and stuff. I met like a couple that. with some of these dudes, little old heads. So yeah, exactly. Like the, the veteran group. Yeah, the veteran groups out here, like they gray gray in the hair and the beard. They and Vietnam just, vets and shit. Yes, we are and not it's like the same. Yeah, we are not the same. Like they, yeah, granted, you know, we have the same title, but we are not the same, man. Also, the hard thing about vets, what I have noticed recently, especially going to these groups and stuff. It's not a lot of vets of ethnicity that are coming together to meet up. Yeah, so, that, I noticed most that too. The time when I went to these, it's majority white guys. And don't get me yeah. wrong, like, you know, I can connect with my country folk. I'm from the Carolinas. You know what I'm saying? I can fish and stuff. I'm we we can we got stuff in common. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't meet a lot of black guys that been in the military. Or they don't want to talk about it. Or they don't want to reach out. Like, you know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it'd be nice to meet like an older black guy who was in the Marine Corps. I don't think I met yeah. one. Except I've one, one, one. I met one uh through my mother. And he's uh he's a cool dude, cool dude. But he's older, you know, it's like it's kinda hard just to connect with somebody like minded. So I'm trying my best, man. I really am. I met this guy at church, he's he's about my age. We talk every once in a while, but I think he's going through the same type of stuff that I'm going through where it's just hard to connect with each other. We want to, but it's like, you know, you gotta, I, sometimes it's like you I just got to put yourself out there. No, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and like just take yeah. the chance and be like, fuck that it. That sounds, that sounds like work. I mean, it is. Vulnerable and shit? I mean, that is, dog. I mean, I shit. Know. Keep it a buck. I put myself out there when I met you. Well, yeah. Yeah, that is true. I so it's that. like, I took that chance. I mean, Bro, you was a Hispanic. We was gonna be cool. Uh, you don't know that though, because again, <laughs> the, again, the dynamic was different. I wasn't in anymore. I was the spouse. Actually, I do think if we met at the right time because if I work with Myra longer than what I did, I wouldn't want to meet you. I think that's <laughs> that would have definitely would have worked because me and Myra weren't cool for a while. For a while, yeah. we beef. So. Yeah. If I met you after that, I would be like, you know, say so you probably wouldn't like me either. You'd be like, oh, this dude keep dogging my wife and shit. <laughs> they be arguing and shit at work. You wouldn't want to be cool with me. But of course, with us being cool, then it kind of eased out everything with me and her too. We got better over time too. So. Because she just had to accept the fact, like, yeah, like this this relationship ain't gonna go away. And I'm not gonna <laughs> You know, she had to accept me at that point. She was like, God yeah. damn it. Could find you a, another friend. Nope. Nope, Myra, <laughs> I ain't leaving. This is it. We don't have, we don't work with each other no more, so we could be cool, like real cool yeah. now. Like yeah. <laughs> we don't work with each other, so we don't have to worry about that. But it's uh it's cool, man. Like it's, I'm I'm getting there. Like I'm trying my best, and like you said, man, it's it's I ain't been that long. 
I ain't gonna hold you, bro. It feels like I've been out for two years, but it does feel like that. No, it does feel I, like that. Like it's crazy to think, bro. I had I'm not even I'm I'm months out from a year. I am months out. It's because it's slow. It, you're oh, not you're not God. used to the slowness. You're not slow used to the slowness. It's like it's always been a fast pace. Like you get up, you fucking PT. It's crazy though. Ever since I bought the house, it's been going faster. I feel a lot better now about the house. Yeah. When I was living with somebody, that shit sucked. But now, you know. I'm an adult now. I got my own house and my own stuff. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is great. So that's been it's been cool, man. I'm just trying my best. It'll get better. I know it will. I'm just trying to keep my head yeah. up and no, it, it's gonna get better. You know, don't close myself off. Just trying to be. Yeah, I. I it, see, the thing is, it's like you need a. You'll find out. You'll you you know you'll end up getting this. You know it down pack when to let yourself out there and just when to not like so again it's like i've been out here for two years and you know i've met a couple of cool you know cool people down the way and you know for college actually helped with that a lot you know meeting cool cool people you know i'm not over here chilling with them from time to time but, you know yeah. i went to i went to the movies with one of my classmates mind you he's what just turned 20 so it's like the age yes the age gap is crazy thundercat yeah, but he, he's a cool dude. He's real cool. But the thing is, though, he don't act his age. He's real mature for his age, you know? Yeah. And then I just got cool with a 38-year-old, you know? So yeah, it's like yeah. he's 38 I mean, in the class. Most these people I take pictures with, they... Yeah, they and like, what's bugged out, we had a conversation, and he thought I was a lot older. He was like, oh, I thought you were like 31. I'm like, no, I'm just 28. <laughs> he's like... You're real mature for your age. I'm like, well, these damn kids, man. You gotta kids will do it to you, bro. Yeah, kids will do it to you. Yeah, so it's like, it's just certain. I understood like it's just certain situations where you just let yourself out there. You know, be yourself. Give them some. Like what I do is like just give them a little bit, and see what happens, and then one day, I one nah, day. I can't. All right, one day I'll put myself out there, emotional and shit. Trying, yeah, trying to get a friend. One day. I'm cool with my realtor. Heard to my man Tim. Me and him cool. You know, I mean, we we was cool. You know, uh, but I'm I'm I'll get there. Uh, I'll get to that point where I'm a little bit more open to talk to people and stuff. Like my in laws, my brother in laws, all three of them. Like we're cool and stuff. Like we talk when we hang out and at family functions and stuff. We connect. We connect a lot better than what it was before. You know, I didn't live here. Now that they see me often, like especially my oldest brother-in-law, you know, so I lived with him for a while. Now we talk a lot. And this is the same guy I remember in the beginning where I hated him. Like I hated him. Like, you know, saying we had beef when I first met him. And now, you know, we're really close. We talk often. And then, of course, the other brother, I got a fantasy football league. I've been doing with him for like three, four years. So me and him are really close. So and uh, it's, you know, it's going to get better. You know, what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? I need to branch out from just family, but... I'm... Yeah, yeah. But it's cool, though. It's cool, though. Okay. So, I want to close off this episode with, you know, a very important topic to myself. And I know it's very important to you as well. Uh, we're in the month of September. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And honestly, I feel like doesn't get talked enough about suicide prevention, especially when it comes for the, the male aspect of it, because 79% of suicide deaths are from males, you know? And I just want 
to put it out there. Like if you're going through a rough spot or if you're going through a tough time or you're in a dark place in your life, just remember you do fucking matter. Like shit, somebody out there does care about you and they do want to see you still living and breathing. You know, we've both lost a lot of great people in our lives to suicide. You know, shit, I was on the verge of doing it my damn self at, at one point. And honestly, this man right there is one of the reasons why, like, he helped me through that rough time in my life. And, you know, same thing with my, my parents. And it's just, it's a real touchy subject for me because it, you know, it's hit me. And I was in that deep, dark space. And the one thing I can say is just talk to somebody. It, again, at the end of the day, like, I shit, I had to reset everything, go back and talk to a therapist three times a week just to get myself right, you know? So it's like, I just want to put it out there. Like, you do fucking matter. Yeah. We don't, you're better off alive than dead. And there is somebody out there. It, it could be either your mom, your dad, shit, your siblings, even a fucking friend. You, like, your life does matter. You're, you, you're not garbage. You are fucking flawless in a sense. You know, you're, you're like, you know how people say, oh, I'll die for you. It's real easy to fucking die for somebody. It's harder to live for somebody. Uh, it's, it's something that people need to understand that it's a very serious thing and something that we, especially in this type of environment or this type of platform, want to put it out there to be something like you're not alone you know we always we talked about in a couple episodes already that you're more than just a parent and you're still somebody to somebody um your kids i mean you know what i'm saying like like you know we've i've seen the damage that it can happen when a parent commits that type of thing and what it does to the child then uh we had me and both had a really close friend that passed away uh, through that. And it was it was a really tough time, man. It was really hard because, you know, we just kind of just look back on it to be like, what else could we have done or said, or tried to do for him to get him out of that yeah. rut? And uh, we've been in ruts uh, that we've been trying to fight out. And just remember, there's always avenues out there. Like you said, friends, family, spouse, child, anybody. You know what I'm saying? We got you got the veteran, you got the veterans crisis line out there for the vets, the suicide hotline, a crisis lifeline out there. You can text 988 is something that you can use just in case if you're going through something, you can text that and someone can reach out to you immediately for that. While you're in the military, you have outlets in there as well. Please don't forget that. Even if you're a spouse in the military you could still use the hospital and stuff like that on base to help you while you're uh, going through certain situations uh i always tell people you know uh always see it all the time i always share it that i'll rather listen to your problems than listen to your usual eulogy yeah that's a fact i'll rather you tell me all the problems in the fucking world tell me all the stress bro because I'll rather hear that than hear that you were a great guy and a good father. That's not what I want to fucking hear. Tell me your fucking problems, man. If that's if that's what people need, 
that's what you need to talk about uh by all means man reach out to somebody talk to somebody you mean something to somebody probably someone you probably didn't even expect it to you know exactly. what I'm saying? it could be somebody on your instagram that y'all just like each other's pictures randomly and some shit but that you you don't know that person can mean the world to you or something like that you you don't know just i mean please, shit just if, always remember to think about like that i wear yeah. i wear my boy bracelet ever since i got it so what i probably got it maybe a day after his funeral and i haven't taken it off i uh think about it every day i have his placards sitting right here in front of me and i think about it all the time man like you know it helps me get through things because i remember him and i remember like trying to push Understood. my way through situations and i just think about that i yeah. think about that you know what i'm saying it's something that's always in my mind so you know it's not just him i got a lot of people that i lost corporal taylor corporal davis i i remember i remember them both like really close friends of mine uh, marines of mine that did the exact same thing i'll never forget them and uh it's just something to think about know that this is the month Sorry, it got a little sad on y'all right here at the end. But, but it has to be talked man, about. It, it doesn't get sad, talked. Bro. It doesn't got talked about. It doesn't get talked about enough. And honestly, and if you're watching this or you're hearing this, and shit, we have me and you haven't talked for fucking years, goddamn decades. You here. know, and and I don't give a fuck. Like, reach out because I'm trust here. me, I I was in that time. I was in that spot. And honestly, I should not have been in that spot, but if it happens. And honestly, you know, if it, you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. And by all means, man. Like and I honestly, I think, and honestly, I feel like, I think that's the reason why, like, my wife just accepts the fact, like, accept, accepted the fact that, that you aren't going to go away. Yeah. Because this man right here, he was, besides the, besides family, the reason, and he was with me from day one when I was going through that that darkness, and he didn't go away. And shit, he didn't have to be there. So, this is going to conclude our episode of the Trophy Husband Podcast. Well, hope you know. Again, like I said, we had to it had to be talked about. Yeah, so yeah, we nah, didn't want to. We'll go talk about it again. So. We'll talk about it again another day. We'll get more in depth into it. Probably sh share a story or two about how it affected, you know, relationships affected us as individuals, you know. Yeah. But we'll see y'all next time. I know, uh, as we did before, uh, just be on the lookout as we post some clips and other stories on the IG, on the on the TikToks, on the YouTube's, and stuff like that. Uh, this one I'll be able to look at. Hopefully, by the time you see this one and you hear this one, this will also be on Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts, and stuff like that. Working it out to get it on those platforms as well, so we can put it out there to have different avenues for you to be able to listen to it if you just want to listen to it. And then, of course, we have the YouTube videos if you want to watch it. That's right. And, uh, that's right. But yeah, we're getting it out there. Uh, gonna be looking at maybe. Maybe not next episode, but probably like an episode or two we'll be looking at. We might be having somebody join in on this, uh, get a different perspective of other people's situations. And uh, 
once again, just be on the lookout for it. If you want to, just reach out to us, and um, we'll do what we can, and we're going to keep doing it, keep getting better for you guys. That's a fact. That is a fact. So, but yeah, but nah, that's it. Anything else, bro? Nah, man, we're good. All right. Y'all be easy. Yep.